Um, Carly, do we have any housekeeping before we do our quick fact check? I don't believe. Um, I don't think do. a ton other than that. We're back. It's season three. Yeah. We're super excited. I'm feeling the like FNL world. I don't know. I was just watching this morning yeah. and being like, ah, oh, this is the show I know and love and have missed yes. so dearly throughout season two. Um, and don't forget to buy stickers. Go yes. to our website, txfiberpod.com slash shop. And buy some stickers. Um, it's just a nice way to support the show. There's also options to become a monthly sponsor um, on yes. our website. So check it out if you just want to support us and don't really care about stickers. But you should because yeah. they're cool. Yes. And we will have more merch coming soon. So yes, keep yes. your ears peeled. Ugh. Yeah, peel Eyes those peeled. ears. ears. <laughs> peel your ears. Guard, gird your loins. Gird your loins. Gird your loins. Our peel, stickers peel are coming ears. out. Yep. I, w- I was going to say, you know, like... Yes, ears peeled sounds wrong, but I wouldn't say eyes peeled makes any more sense. I know. I guess right? that just means you're opening your eyes. Maybe is that right? The, you're the peeling bit? back the lid. I guess. Well, it's like these expressions that that we've known for our whole lives, but if you really think about them, mean nothing. They're just nonsense. Right. But they become <laughs> exactly. like expressions everyone uses, and they're probably hundreds of years old. And many of them have racist connotations too. You know, almost all True. of them. In uh, fact, we get a lot of them in this show, like just because of the like Bible Belt Southern like sure. colloquialisms, we often uh, single them out and look them up and we're like, oh, yeah. don't <laughs> yeah. love that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which yeah. actually, don't we have one of those in our fact checks today, Monica? We, okay. Although so, I don't think it's racist. No, and I, I didn't actually resolve it, but I did find a funny comment about it. So last episode, Buddy's like, I'm making pegs and eggs for breakfast. And we were like... What are pegs? Is that pork? I'm guessing he means bacon and eggs, and he's calling them pegs instead of but the, pigs. The the captioning said pegs, not pigs. It says pegs. Oh. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. Pegs. And so I found. <laughs> so I found this forum, um, and this is um, shout out Chel Cheldax forty six. She said. <laughs> she you said, out there, Cheldax? What up, Cheldax? What up, Cheldax? She said, I live in Texas, but in the big city, so I don't always get... The big city? The, which one? The big... I know which one. There's a lot of big cities. <laughs> Texas um, is enormous. I live in the big apple of Texas. <laughs> you know, San Antonio. Yeah. yeah Actually, sure. San Antonio is really big. It's getting... And getting bigger. And fatter. Wait, that's that's another great Parks and Rec. Um, We're coming for you, San Antonio. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> Pawnee's the second most obese city in America. We're coming for you, San Antonio. <laughs> is San Antonio the most obese city in America? It might have been then. That was probably written in like 2012 or something. I'll look it up while you finish this fact check, Monica. Please do, please do. I'd love to think somewhere in Missouri, my hometown would have to be running, I would think. We all like to think our hometowns are are one of the fattest. Yeah. (laughs) P-H-A-T, right? I go home. I'm like uh, Brad Pitt in Fight Club when I go home. (laughs) (laughs) I do sometimes feel like that, like leaving Colorado and going back to Texas. I'm like, ooh, look at all these large yeah, people you're like, oh i'm actually i'm actually doing okay but everyone in colorado yeah. is insane so yeah I, I get off the plane at home and it's all these like like women looking over the top of their glasses and stuff, you know <laughs> it's a whole different vibe la they're disgusted with me and and want to run me off the road but, but home's different they're like come you are one of us mm-hmm, i love that mm-hmm. i love that image of them peering over um, their glasses. okay yeah. so as of 2019 mm. The most overweight and obese cities in the U.S. Number one, uh, McAllen, where my family's from. <laughs> yep, McAllen, Texas. Really? Okay. Uh, okay. Very, very South Texas, uh, yeah. pushing it over the border there into McAllen, or I mean, vice versa, a little of both. Um, in second place, we got Memphis, followed mm. by Baton Rouge and Little Rock. So the Bible Belt is the coming tracks. in strong. 
For sure. Yep. Those are all, those all seem like places that I usually hear before the word barbecue. So that exactly. might be part of it too. Likely a yes, big contributor. Yes. Hashtag yeah. worth it. <laughs> Hashtag worth it. Okay. So back to Cheldax. Um, yeah. She said, I live in Texas, but in the big city, whatever that means. So I don't always get the country small town type references. The pegs and eggs has been bugging me since it first aired in October. Eggs and sausage links seems the most reasonable guess to me. Oh, like a peg I'm going to have to assume this is not a real saying, just the Garrity family's personal thing. Because when I Googled it, I got nothing. Some writer's Same dad called it that growing up yes. or something. That's probably <laughs> that true. tracks. Yep, 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 yep. It's like me calling, okay, well, what does everybody call the little bag that you put your toiletries in before mm. you travel? I call it a, like a toiletry bag. Yeah, same. Nobody calls call it, a it a dock kit. kit. I don't know what I know. that's Oh, from. dop. I mean. Is that a military no, term? I don't think like it it's is. A, it's a John Relich term, I think, which okay. is my father. Mr. Okay. Militant. I've, we've looked it up before and it's untraceable. It is like some people call it that, but it does seem to be, whenever I say it, I get a lot of weird looks. Yeah. <laughs> it's I've, still something I remember from childhood it. thinking that, that was weird. I've heard it but never used it or or no one in my close proximity has ever used it. Yeah, it's a weird one. But if I were a writer, I'd throw it in there for sure. Okay, okay. <laughs> Just so that podcasts okay, in the okay. future could have moments like this. <laughs> write a 120-page screenplay called Docket right. just to get it out there. You know what? I've got a lot of free time, and that's exactly what I'm going to do with it. All right, all right. <laughs> Okay, so at the end of our last episode, we we started, Carly and I just started kind of like saying the same things, and then it made me think of the School of Rock line where he is doing the Pledge of Allegiance to the band. Okay, and but the this kids. is how Monica referenced that line. She goes, <laughs> you know, in School of Rock when they're like, blah, 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 You know that part? Yeah. That was totally. exactly what she said, and I listened to the published version again. <laughs> <laughs> the published version. You mean the unpublished manuscript? <laughs> that wears Prada. They just, um... Um, celebrated their 15th anniversary. I know. I saw that because the, the boyfriend it. debacle always pops up on the BuzzFeed Always. Articles. Who is the true villain of Devil Wars Prada? Yes, we know. The we'll boyfriend debate was an ass. Oh, uh, Grenier? Yep. Yes. I, you know, I only saw chef. it once and I did enjoy it quite a bit, but I just remember him always sitting in his boxers in the dark on the couch. That is all he does. And she'd come home like you know, covered in diamonds, like spinning in the room. Like I had the most storybook evening and he'd be like, you know, I made dinner, right? <laughs> I made you mac and cheese, you bitch. <laughs> covered in diamonds. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, yeah. She does dump so him, I hope, right? No. Well, no, oh. he kind of dumps well, her and then she yeah. like comes crawling back. It's yeah, to yeah. today she would dump him. It would be a different 100%. movie, hopefully. But exactly. Oh, yeah. Guys, the let's second not... she got new clothes, she'd be like, "Get out!" Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, let's not retro woke test. You know, like, <laughs> that's how it was then, and we were fine with it. <laughs> I used to wonder when I would watch Entourage if 
they had to remind Grenier that he was an actor and he was supposed to be performing in a show. <laughs> this isn't your real life, sir. <laughs> yeah. I, well, he would just be like so comatose delivering his lines. And it's not like the other guys were really excelling as actors either. But it's like that's what I, I, I wondered if they had to cast people who were kind of uh, not super exciting because yes. he was Low so boring. <laughs> yes, I like, can see that. He, he was. That. What a zero. And then and then also <laughs> you're in the biggest you're, you're one of the biggest show. I mean, people forget that that show was like always up Huge. for Emmys and you watch yeah. it now and it's like watching the man show or something. It's, it's <laughs> awful. The man show. But he how could he be the star of that? How could he be like a charismatic movie star? And they're like, it's got to be this guy. And then he never acted again. <laughs> Have you guys That's seen true. the meme going around? That's like, um, oh, shoot. What's the SNL guy? Pete oh, Pete Davidson. It's like yes. Pete Davidson cast alongside another beautiful woman completely out of his league. He's like in <laughs> yep. another rom-com movie with like Catherine Heigl or something. It's like, yeah. Yeah. why? Well, that's his life, why? too. I mean, every week it's like yep. he's at Wimbledon with like the most beautiful woman <laughs> in the world. And he's wearing like, you know, swim trunks. It's 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 it's, it's quite the it's world. It's maddening. Really. Yes. yes. Are you guys attracted to uh, Pete Davidson? I the mouth really are. I get I get it. I get I it. I often do have a hankering for the depressed comedian type, mm-hmm. especially the tatted, the tatted, you know, like edgy, edgy vibe. Um, right. But his mouth is so big. I would be afraid it's so big to be swallowed by <laughs> I him. I get the Pete Davidson thing, too. But someone also said once that his pupils are like two tiny buttholes or something. <laughs> and ever since I heard that, I just... I don't think that. Like, I don't even know what that means, I but I'm just that. like, I'd have to look. It that just up. has grossed me out ever since. And the lips are so like you would tell him keep your uh, keep your buttholes peeled. <laughs> Please peel your buttholes. Right. Peel your buttholes. Davidson's about to arrive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, mean, I don't think he'd turn my yeah. head in a, in in a room if you weren't. No, you know. But I don't think person. it's ridiculous. But I do think obviously he dates up way too often. My my wife is significantly out of my league so i can't <laughs> and i'm a depressed middle-aged comedian i mean i'm i'm, I'm fitting they seem the, to come uh, out on top stereotype yeah yes yes boys if you want to finish first that's true get real depressed yeah. and start writing comedy exactly exactly <laughs> um, but that school of rock line that i um really beautifully referenced in the last episode was they go i pledge allegiance to the band of mr Schneebly and will not fight him for creative control and then this was the part that they can't get and will defer to him on all issues related to the musical direction of the band and then they're all like and well heard it <laughs> and then she's like good enough yeah oh that, um, that movie is so damn cute i still I just, love it i just rewatched it i've seen it 10 times it's so good. If anybody needs a little more joy in their life, please follow Jack Black on every social media account that you have True. access to. He is yeah. putting out 10 out of 10 level content right now. He just <laughs> like built this skate park in his backyard and he just goes around and dances in, on it in his underwear. Like he never skateboards. Although one time he had t- Tony Hawk over to like show him how to skateboard and he would just like fall down the half pipe. Tony's like, no, no, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Y'all have to follow him amazing he seems to have a, a dream life he's a guy he's yeah, one of yeah. those guys like so rogan's whole or seth rogan i should specify not joe his yes. whole persona yes. is that he's we high talk about both a lot on the show okay. yeah <laughs> definitely a lot of joe he's he's yeah. our favorite podcast he's the inspiration for the <laughs> show <laughs> yeah um his whole thing is being stoned and jack black <laughs> i'm always like are you stoned he's his own right. drug 
like he seems more he's, strong. He's created his own drug in <laughs> his toilet. That might be true. He, yeah. No, I'm sure he's he's hit the bong once or twice. Oh, for sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. He's way too cool. Um, Wait, and speaking that. of bong, bongo. So I did see Bingo Bango Bongo being talked about on another show. Bongo or Bunko? And it is bong. I think the actual phrase is Bingo Bango Bongo. But for the sake of Bunko Night, we will continue with Bingo Bango Bunko. Got it. But I just wanted to clarify that, Carly, because you have said bongo before. And I'm like, no, Bunko. But you were technically right. I just watched all these episodes, too, because I, I was I was uh, into season two with my wife. Mm. they had just killed the guy, which I had actually forgotten yeah. about and was like, not, not only is this a bizarre story for this show, but a particularly bizarre story for Landry, for God's sake. Yeah. Like, it, like, what do we want to do with Landry this season? Him. Let's have him murder someone. <laughs> yeah. What do we yeah. want to do with our most beloved and funny <laughs> like character? Genteel, yeah. yes. like demure. Sweet little boy. Like, yeah, yeah. let's give him a rusty pole and <laughs> sprinkle a little yeah. rape and murder on, on that right. boy. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I just went ahead and watched up till this third one. So I'm I'm feeling va- I'm just feeling as much fresh. of an expert as you guys, and I saw Absolutely. it the first time around Let's too. So. Amazing. Oh, amazing. Also, yeah. hey, this is why I don't think that Jack Black is stoned all the time. I don't think that stoned mm. people put out this type of content. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm going to disagree with you. <laughs> it's a lot of energy. That's a different kind of drug. He's, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. in LA. There's there's some different weed out here. Oh, okay. That's I true. guess I'm in Y'all the Colorado strain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, I went to um, Seattle once on a trip, and me and my friends went into a, a weedery because it wasn't legal anywhere else at the time. And they had a cheesecake factory menu, like a huge menu, and you would open it, and it was like a glossary. So you, it, it said, "I want to feel dot dot dot," and there was a wow. thousand words. So it was like, if you want to feel suicidal go to page 43 and page then it would 40. tell you which strain to get you know that would be on page 493 <laughs> or what number did yeah. it say turn to page 100 394 yeah there, there it is sorry was that snape <laughs> little severus that snape oh, um, right. Patrick, you'll notice monica and i like to weave in very deep and random references and i have noticed we've learned that we have to explain them to our audience often. yeah that we we don't have a disease it's just it's people us. like y'all have to tell us what you're quoting <laughs> yes see that means that that means that you're gonna be a great guest <laughs> yes well without that uh, that amazing snape impression i might not have gotten it but <laughs> well carly why don't you officially introduce our lovely guest you, patrick walsh is a writer producer and showrunner born in st louis missouri he is known for producing Two Broke Girls, writing for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, one of my favorite shows of all time, Crashing, The Cool Kids, and please join us in welcoming the legendary Patrick Walsh. Woo! Hi, yeah. everybody. Welcome, welcome. So that's Willie Nelson, but what is the song? I feel like I know a lot of Willie Nelson, but I mm. that one's not really familiar to Isn't me. Isn't it called Buddy? It's called Buddy. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And that's what we call our guests. We call our all of our guests our buddies. Yeah, uh, Willie Nelson had a song in some episode of Friday Night Lights that I watched like two days ago, and oh. I remember thinking, "No, it was uh, it wasn't. It was the mo- could you be the most beautiful girl in the world?" Or yes, um, in during the dance scene, right? Um, when Landry I, goes to see Tara, yeah, yeah, the song fit, but it's one of those things. And the show's got amazing music, but I was just like, "Would this oh, yeah. song be playing at a high school dance?" <laughs> A, a country song from the 70s, maybe in Texas, I guess. But yeah, uh, yeah, we we played that song. I'm blanking on the name, too, but it it's 
was really cute for the yeah, moment. It was, was cute. It was, Although I do, I think your point is well taken. We were more at the like, at least at our like Texas Maroon high school five, dances. She will be loved or something. Yeah, Stairway to Heaven. Ugh, yeah. Which was well, always... But that's also 70s. True. True, True. but it's like less classic. obscure. <laughs> yes, that's my, still a classic. I remember my eighth grade dance, they played um, Boys to Men, of course. Of course. Of course. I used to go to the bathroom when it would be a Celine Dion song. When they play one of those Celine Dion songs, I would go to the bathroom because they were like nine minutes and I would be (laughs) sweaty by the end of it and I would not want to be slow dancing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stairway to Heaven is hard because then there's that awkward like rock out part in the middle and you're slow and then you're like, like, oh, okay, we're bouncing now. Yeah. (laughs) And then you got to get back to it and it's like eight minutes of being in eighth grade and your hands are just like sweating on their shoulders. Right. (laughs) Right. And you don't know how close to be. Um, Fun story about um, middle school dances. Carly and I, when our little band performed The Scientist by Coldplay and then the Office theme song. We did the Office theme. We did that. Oh, because Xander knew it on the piano. Yes. Yes. And we were, it was the height of our obsession. (laughs) Were you guys good? No. No. (laughs) Except Monica and our third band member, Xander, have both gone on to be professional musicians. So if anybody was bringing down Shattered Glass, which was our band, it was me. (laughs) Okay. But my band was also PTA. 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 Wait. Amazing. Like like the PTA? The PTA, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. That's which is, I think, a pretty good name. I think that is pretty good. And it's a my name is P A T, you see. Exactly. Oh, Oh, I like that little pattern there. Yeah. We had um, and ex- excuse my language, but like people would go, oh, it's like like the police, like you're an authority figure, like at the PTA. And I was like, yeah, sure. And they'd say, oh, you know, my my mom was in the PTA or whatever. And oh, and then we had one guy. This was Missouri who uh, he was like, so what is this pussy tits and ass? <laughs> you're like, yep. <laughs> You well, know, yeah. the common abbreviation. I didn't even think about it, but now maybe we should change our name. So that's not who, what people think of us. But. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we are currently entering um, legal conversations with we are. Um, a podcast that has stolen our band name, Shattered Glass. Yes. Kristen, Kristen Bell, Bell and Monica Padman have Padman. stolen. <laughs> why is, why Padman. is that called Shattered Glass? Well, they took because it from it's us. All ab- yeah, they, they were like they original fans of our band. Yeah, so the whole podcast is um, (laughs) looking at our covers and diving into them and and critiquing them. Theirs is because they're talking to women, it's produced by women, and they're shattering the glasses, the glass glass ceiling. ceiling. You know, this was due to our internal, (laughs) you know, loathing and middle school depression. It's also a super underrated uh, Hayden Christensen vehicle. And the only time he's really been good and he's amazing in it. But if you've never seen Shattered Glass, it is a great, it's one of the great character studies of like a weasel. He's under, underrated. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Okay. It's it's him and Sarsgaard. Peter Skarsgaard. Oh, Peter Skarsgaard. Peter Skarsgaard. Skarsgaard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did not know that Rachel Bilson's baby daddy was Hayden Christensen. (gasps) That's true. I knew that. They're not still together, are they? No, no, no. Because she was with. They weren't together very Hader, long either. Really? Briefly, yes. Oh, I went on a little a Rachel cool Bilson couple. rabbit hole the other night. <laughs> As we all do, you know the classic Rachel Bilson rabbit hole. <laughs> well, Patrick, I think you alluded to it before, but tell us your relationship with the show and how many times you've seen it. Is this the first time? Uh, this is my second time through, and I am nice. up to this episode. Uh, I've been enjoying it as much as I was kind of thrown by the Landry violence. I didn't think season two was was bad. I remember thinking it was bad at the time. And I remember critics shitting all over it. But I 
didn't notice a big drop off in quality really mm-hmm. it was the writers guild strike right the first one that, yeah totally that that they truncated up. it at 15 episodes okay. and i don't mind that either 22 is yeah. too much no, for me it is yeah uh, especially as, as a showrunner when you get to episode 15 you're done like yeah. the the last seven you never remember doing and you're miserable <laughs> and everyone hates each other but um I watched it the first time around. I even got direct TV when they wow. did that to watch it. Mm, nice. I worked at NBC prior to the show airing. I was an NBC page at 30 Rock, much like Kenneth. Yes. I was about, okay. Monica's watching 30 Rock for the first time. Okay. Next yes. podcast, maybe. Been a beautiful yeah. journey. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. I, uh, yeah, I was, this was before the show aired, so it wasn't quite as cool a thing, but I moved to New York. <laughs> I was a page. Two bucks, one yeah. bag. Oh, no, three bucks. <laughs> three bucks, two bags, two bags. one One Patrick. me, one Patrick. <laughs> uh, and then I got a job in NBC Marketing. So we, I was there when The Office premiered. And wow. I was in comedy marketing. Now, all I did was make uh, PowerPoints. It's not that impressive. But Isn't that all we all do? That's true. I noticed <laughs> yes. when, in this episode in particular, I noticed how many times they mentioned Applebee's <laughs> and they they go to Applebee's. A little and early office, product placement. Yeah. The office was the same way, although it may have been Chili's. I don't remember. They did but, Chili's early on. Yes. Well, there's that one episode at Chili's, but they had to. Um, there's a few. I guess. But they had to like nurture that relationship with Chili's. Chili's didn't want them to. Um, oh yeah do well, the, the over serving storyline w- when you say yeah. didn't want them to do it they that's that was my job i was talking to people every day so like no oh, wow they showed pam drunk at chili's <laughs> and they were like how dare you no one's ever been drunk at chili's which is i mean look i've been drunk at chili's we've right, all on. been drunk at chili's <laughs> come on it's very times. easy like to a get drunk of, at a human rite of passage <laughs> so in order to make it right we had to do, or I say we, I wasn't writing for the office, but they had to do four episodes where at least one scene was set at Chili's. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was about to say, it's in, it's in several. He goes to Not Tim Meadows them. with, uh, he goes to Chili's yes. with Tim Meadows. Oh, yes, and, yeah. yes. I love that. Awesome, blossom, <laughs> extra awesome. So that that's is a good one. No uh, good. Anytime you're watching a show <laughs> and you're like, why the hell are they at this place for like the 50th <laughs> yeah. time? It's right, usually right. they mess something up. So my, my guess, I wasn't still there when Friday Night Lights aired, but clearly Applebee's either gave them some money or they pissed Applebee's off or something. But Yeah, we I should think, look more yeah, into Yeah, we that. should look into it. I, I bet they... That they had a good relationship, though, because, um, first of all, I believe that it's probably one of the only chains out there in flukes. Right. <laughs> but also, from, like, episode one, they are going to the Applebee's, and then they have the Alamo Freeze, which is a Dairy Queen, and they did not have a similar arrangement because they totally rebranded it as the Alamo Freeze. Right. And then Applebee's, they're just like, this is Applebee's, <laughs> and we're going to go <laughs> yeah. there every episode. <laughs> yes. Well, the, the Alamo Freeze, they're... When they hand them, or, or when they hand uh, the what the caretaker who lives with Saracen and his oh, Lorraine. grandmother, Lorraine. I did forgot her name. I'm sorry. Well, no, the her real name is Lorraine. Oh, oh, the um, the Carlota, Carlotta, <laughs> Carlotta, Car- yes. Carlotta. And then Saracen weirdly calls her Carlotta, and nobody corrected him. <laughs> I guess even though they're supposed to be falling in love. But you're right. right. There's like three episodes in where he finally says her name correctly. We're like, yes. Yo, Matt. <laughs> And he doesn't, he like overcompensates. He's like, Carlotto, I love you. <laughs> Rolls his R's, yeah. Yes. But um, the, the, they hand out ice cream concoctions that are Dairy Queen. 
Totally, yes. And the top thing, the you know, like the menu is the Dairy Queen menu. So I guess they just copied it and then they couldn't get the rights to Dairy Queen or they couldn't get the money. I mean, the sign is often accidentally in the widescreen shots. So it says Dairy Queen. (laughs) Every once in a while you can catch the Dairy Queen sign. Yeah. But I don't know if originally, you know how um, when things got moved into streaming services and Netflix, they weren't originally aired in widescreen. And so like sometimes you can see more than than was so maybe it wasn't visible when it originally That's aired. true. We can give them that I, benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I used to be a real uh, connoisseur of nudity in movies because <laughs> I, I'm ages a thirteen older. through twenty. <laughs> yeah, I mean you couldn't access this stuff, and I, you know, when I was thirteen, my family didn't have the internet or anything, so I remember very vividly like Beverly D'Angelo and Vacation you know, taking a shower or whatever. So like, but when you watch movies now, it's often the way they redo the aspect ratio and you can either see more or less less, of people. And I'm always like, interesting. It's like a a weird like study. But I know it is interesting in Gilmore Girls because it was originally shot, um, not obviously not for streaming. Um, There's tons of boom mics and lights and stuff in the corners all the time. (laughs) Yeah. My favorite is that scene where it's clear that they... uh, Either the there's like a scheduling the issue or there's oh. a scheduling issue and Rory and Lorelai are having a conversation and Lorelai clearly is at night, but they're just lighting it weird. So it looks like day <laughs> and it just cuts from and they're having like an actual conversation. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, like um, I, there's been actresses who have complained as well because they were a sh- you, at least now you have to agree. I'm not going to do nudity or I am going to do nudity. Right. And people who agreed to it or didn't agree back in the day and you didn't see it. Now it hits video or hits widescreen and you can see it. And they're like, yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Like it was cropped very specifically. You know, that's true. You haven't thought about that. I know all the relicensing is really curious and like all the music having to be relicensed and changed when, right. when they go to streaming services and stuff. And I assume people's contracts and everything. Yeah. I Crazy heard Hulu world. has different music on Friday Night Lights. I do. Um, I have yes. the DVD set, so I just watched the old ones, but, uh, and they oh, sometimes gee. cut scenes, right? I think so, which, okay, that's a good, um, we'll put a pin in that for my music section because I did a whole thing on a song that was cut out, (laughs) So, but maybe you heard it in the DVD, so we'll- I might have, okay. Good, good, good. But yeah, this episode, y'all, is season three, episode two. It is a full-on Tammy time, and it's Tammy Knows Best. This whole episode is Tammy time. we have a promo before we read our synopsis. Before we listen to this promo, I think it behooves us Hmm. to say one important thing. I'm Carly. And I'm Monica. And this is... And this is... Texas Texas Forever. forever. It sure is. Let's get going. Let's promo this bitch. You ready to go live? Oh, yeah. Next week on an all-new Friday Night Lights. The thing to do now is to admit you made that mistake and fix it. Well, the thing is, I haven't made a mistake, Mayor Odell. I'm really sorry to hear that you feel that way, Tammy. It's me, Matt. Your son. Next week, all new, commercial free, only on the Ooh. 101 Network, only on DirecTV. DirecTV. Ah, Patrick was like, all right, opens all the right. phone book. <laughs> <laughs> I did, yes. I did, I did just that. Uh, the, well, um, I freaking loved this episode. Me too. I did too. I wonder, I wondered this in season two, and now I wonder this as season three is starting up. Whenever you, you start at, like, when they started at DirecTV, they definitely would say, like, sit them down and say, here's what we want the show to be now that you're on mm-hmm. direct TV. And I think at the beginning of two and three, they must've said, this show's got to be sexier. 
You know, yeah, like yeah. in this one, there's that there's a five minute shot of the, of the stripper's butt, like when they're <laughs> when Tammy and them are doing. And I'm like, God, it just doesn't feel like the I show didn't at notice all. Her butt as well. I know. Yeah. Um, and season yeah. two was the same. It's like they came back and it was like got really sexy for a few weeks and then little by little went away. Yeah, and I feel like right. that's it's them season one is pretty appease. PG. But if yeah. I think it's that, but I also think it's their competition. Like if you think of what was airing alongside them at the time, it's like yeah. the O C every and parent's Gossip worst Girl nightmare. And yeah. Um and so they were I probably my hunch is that they were trying to, to hang on to as many clothes on their actors as possible. Right. <laughs> Maybe, or at least like that's a frame of reference I think of it is that season one was kind of more of their like intention with the show. And yeah. then they're sort of pushed and climbed for ratings. To do that. Um, yeah. that, that could have been the reason for the murder. It could have been, a, you know, yeah. like I, yeah. when you're on the bubble like that, you're, and I have been, you're, you're at the mercy of the network, whatever they yeah. say, you have to totally. do. So I felt it, it maintained its quality while also, just really not being the show a couple yeah. times, you know, totally. like, well, that's how we felt weird. about season two, yeah. a lot of like, and, and we've said this many times when I was watching it for the first time, I, I am not like the, my initial viewings of things. I am not a TV critic. You know, like I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I let anything wash over me. I fucking love TV. Like anything yeah. that I watch, I'm like, that's great. When I start combing, like going through it with a fine tooth comb and reading it, like reviewers, that's when I start, being like, oh, okay, I'm seeing these incontinuities or this not really representing what the show was in season one. And so I think that that's sort of what happened with season two, where I was like, this is fine. Like, it's good TV. I enjoyed that. Versus going back and looking at it analytically and being like, oh, this is trash, which is why, like, everyone in this universe of, like, uh, TV and movie analytics get written off as, as grumps. Um, because the more you look at something, the more you hate it. But I do agree that season two was not as like, we call it a dumpster fire pretty often, but like in terms <laughs> of just like enjoyable TV, it was not it's that still, bad. Like it's, yeah, it's and it has still, great moments. Right. In it. It but just, it's overall, kind of like that where it just, it's the show. It was the show without quite being right. the show, like just out of tone. For me, the girl who wanted street to pee on her, which <laughs> the pee girl, <laughs> girl That's also i had to rewind that and then look it up also because she says pee and then goes to the bathroom so i thought she was just being weird and yes. was like yeah <laughs> i think it was we, like we dove deep in, we, we talked a lot about that because when we first watched it when we were like you know 13 or something i was like just like her going to the bathroom make her like horny? Like I don't understand. And yeah. then you're like, go pee. <laughs> is she, that's she's going pee. Okay, that's kind of weird, but, but like not okay. the sexy way. My yeah. guess, <laughs> not the my sexy guess is way. It was scripted like I I like guys to pee on me, and NBC was right. like, "What is wrong with you? You can't have this on the show." <laughs> so then they They're said, like, "No, what if we, we meant just normal said sex." <laughs> right, right. And because it's all it's all compromise, especially with content stuff. So they said, "What if we just said pee?" And NBC probably said, "Fine," but then she's got to get up and pee. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> we have to, to be trivialize. able to say, like, maybe that's not what this means. That's right. probably yes. what happened, is my guess. But I, I don't bet. Know. Yeah, make yeah. it harder to Throw pin it. down. Well, and it is weird that that, like, they didn't at that time of the show have much, like, raunch or sex going on. And then they just, right. like, throw in the like pee on Extreme. me during sex yeah i'm like yeah oh, it's okay. jarring oh, yeah oh, oh. <laughs> it's also like her fetish is guys in wheelchairs that's enough like we don't I have to go into exactly. <laughs> yeah like we yeah she should have just too. like 
she could have just been more creepy on that front. Like instead yeah, of she, just being, she could have just know, like been fetishizing him. And yes, that, that would have been, been plenty upsetting. <laughs> Not yes. only enough, but a way better story. I mean, right. that's a, yeah. a much better story. It's also and like relatable for people. <laughs> and I know we're not doing that episode, but why we're supposed to believe that in this tiny town, there's a website of <laughs> wheelchair fetishists. <laughs> Wait, and it's like wheelchair they don't lovers. know whose street is. Wouldn't they know? <laughs> Right. If you're a wheelchair I know. fetishist, that guy's going to be high on your list. And he's in the right. news. He's, and he's probably a number guy. one. Like, yeah. We just yeah. love when they bring in That's these like random point. women. And they do it often because they need to like mix up somebody's dating life, one of the main characters. And we're like, don't doesn't she go to the school? Yeah. Hasn't Jason Street been king of Dylan since they were like, <laughs> since they, they're just right. now meeting? Like you would know. Yeah, Monica exactly. and I lived in Fort Worth, Texas, which is one of the biggest towns. And in the nation, and we knew fucking everybody. Like, right, right. right. <laughs> There's like 12 people in Dylan, and they're like, oh, yeah. wow, hot, beautiful, random new girl. <laughs> that I've never noticed yeah. before. Yeah. Well, Carly, why don't you read our IMDb synopsis, and we'll yes, get into that. Yes, please. All righty. Um, okay, when Coach Taylor realizes that it's not Smash's knee that's holding him back, he comes up with a rather unique way of laying it all on the line. The doctor lays it... Oh, Here's our theme, laying oh, it all great. on the line. Lay it all on the, the line. The doctor lays it all on the line for Matt, who legally can't take care of grandmother. <laughs> comma, anymore, comma. <laughs> well, Buddy goes out of his way, comma, laying it on the line for Tammy over the Jumbotron issue, comma, and laying it out on the line with Tim, who's now dating his daughter, period. End of sentence. Mm. Meanwhile... Mm. Tyra realizes that it's easier to lay it all on the line by taking shortcuts and winning the student body president. Ooh, it's like movie dude was just learning how to write. And like this was his first assignment was to create synopsises. Yes. Synopses. Synopsis. And yeah. I like to think he was in an adult writing film class, like at the local yeah. community college. And they're like, pick a theme and weave it throughout your, your piece. Right. And he's like, right. okay, laying it all on the line. Laying it all on the line. Laying out on the line. On the line. <laughs> Yeah. Comma, 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 comma. Comma, 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 comma. <laughs> and then you watch comma, the comma, episode. <laughs> I certainly didn't feel like this episode was about laying it all on the line. I know. It wasn't at all. It was a very the kind credits of hit. And episode. I was just like, wow, every character in this episode laid it out on the line today. Wow. <laughs> like, I cannot wait yeah. to see what happens. You know, happens. we should all make a promise to our listeners right now that in mm. this episode, we are going to lay it all out on the line. We are. I, I feel I've been doing that if you don't agree. <laughs> on the stage. <laughs> Patrick's like, I've been giving it 110%. Yeah, sorry. It's all out on the line already. The line. <laughs> and this well, is y'all... early for me. I, when I said noon to you guys, I thought we were meeting at noon my time. And then last night at like 2 a.m., <laughs> I looked and I was like, 9.30? <laughs> I know. I kind of realized that when I looked at it yesterday and I was like, oh, an early one. It's early. <laughs> this is very yeah. early for Patrick. <laughs> I well, know. it's interesting that I say noon and you guys immediately make it about yourselves. <laughs> Monica prioritizes her time zone over mine all Central the time. Central time Patrick, is I'm on your superior. Side. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Well, speaking of time, this episode came out October 8th, 2008. And let us do some Texas things. Texas things. There's a place I love to There was a lot of Texas in this episode. Yeah, I only put down two things, so... Let's hear them. I think we'll okay. at least have one or two in common. Patrick, we like to... This is our version of bingo, bango, bunko, which okay. means nothing. <laughs> it um, means nothing. It just means, like, maybe we get three of the same, we we win. If we, we both pick beep, beep, beep. three of the, like, three things from the episode that were super Texas, and we both wrote down, wrote them all, all three down. Gotcha, okay. Right. Then we get no prize whatsoever. So, <laughs> But we get to say bingo, bango, bunko. <laughs> exactly. Right. 
Welcome to the show where the the, the, the points don't matter. Are you quoting Spoiler Rock again? No, whose line is it? I wrote everything about the mayor. <laughs> yeah. Just everything about her. And her um, opposition to supporting education. Also yes. very Texas. <laughs> and her outfit and her demeanor and her accent and everything. Although she's gay. True. That is the Although one thing has, that is. Is that a spoiler? Oops. No, no, no we know no, she's that. Our, we know that. Did I miss that? In the first season, they go over to their house, and oh. she's, like, with a woman, and they're, like, holding hands, and yeah. Coach and Tamer are like, what is a woman and a woman? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then what my is? second... My like, second th- of- that's one of my favorite things about the show, is that they, you know, these these characters would probably be more unlikable yeah. if in real yeah. life, you know? Yeah. Um, but... They would have voted for Trump. Yeah. But they don't... <laughs> They don't. Uh, they are the best married couple probably in television history, and I love them. Yeah. But yes. they 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 don't shy away from stuff like that. Like that yeah. couple, if they saw two women holding hands at that time, would not be like awesome. I like that the show does that. Yeah. You know, it yeah, acknowledges that that people in Texas would not be welcoming of that. It, it's a good, good totally. Of and the they show. dig into a lot of like, not even the like mainstream um, societal issues. Um, yeah. Even in the first season, which is what, 2006? 2008? Um, like when um, Smash and his family are going to apply for a loan because they want to buy a house and they have this whole conversation in the loan officer's office <laughs> um, yeah. about how they're going to be looked at differently and they're not going to be offered the same. Um, like, And they go into basically like talking about redlining essentially. And, right. And right. They're like, damn. Friday Night but they Lights. do it. Yeah, they do it so beautifully and realistically where yeah. it's not like they're like, get out of here, you other people or whatever. And then like with the mayor and the and his her wife or her partner, they're not like, oh, gross, let's get out of here. Like, it's not like so over the top, but it's just yeah. kind of like you can tell they're visibly uncomfortable. They kind of make a little snide comment about it, but mm-hmm. they're it's not like, like oh, a we'll never speak to them again force. or go over there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like very accurate for like how it's a part of a lot of people's then, daily lives but not yes. driving the whole episode yeah yeah right because exactly. now you know they they don't even want villains to be racist right. or to be or to right. have it you know any negative qualities and it's eventually it's making it's going to make the entertainment industry collapse i feel like but yeah. you have to reflect reality and it's like it, you know i was reading some article the other day about scorsese movies and, and i'm always getting off topic but no, it was it's like, kind of our thing as well Yes. Yeah. No, it was the book about Goodfellas. And they were like, I think the reason it's called um, Made Men, which is it's a great new book about the making of that movie. But they were talking about how Scorsese gets branded as racist because when his characters are racist in his movies, no third character walks up and goes, hey, you guys are being racist. But that's how these guys would talk. And I think what we're losing is like just wanting to capture reality and instead trying to present to everyone the dream um, of everyone being super tolerant. And obviously that's not the case, you know, that right. Right. That's and not there's still like how it is real, yeah. like entertainment and art in general is supposed to like ask questions and be like a representation of, right. of society and, and stuff. And we were kind of digging into this as we were talking about like the, some of the overage underage relationships in this show mm. and like yeah. how it's depicted in because t- we're like oh you would never see that nowadays right. um or i guess this was when we were talking about the oc but still relevant 
um, for Friday no, Night Lights too. too. Yeah. yeah, and and they're like, well, you would see it nowadays, and I and I was like, but not without the negative context coming in afterwards of being like, and then that character's life was ruined. Right. Yeah, oh, just exactly. so you know, we do not support this. It's like, of course you don't. Like, yeah, we know. Yeah. Right. We, but we now it. I get what yeah. you're saying too. Where now they're not even like telling those stories and having the it like be represented as a bad yeah. decision. Now they're just cutting. Like now, just okay. We're never gonna have tell the yes. story of a teacher um, molesting a student. Even right. if it's if it's frowned upon within the show, we're not right. even going to tell that story, which is not true to well, life. It, yeah, it doesn't, it's not only that it doesn't reflect reality, it it hurts what's actually happening and it's creating utopianism that's not yeah. real. It's like you were saying. Like, right. Yeah, it's yeah. making it worse okay. to not shed a light on it. Yeah. What are your thoughts, to, to just like ride this tangent, what are your thoughts, Patrick? Having written for Always Sunny, that is often a show that is kind of like The Office, looked back retroactively mm-hmm. of like, nobody could ever make this show today. They're still making it, and the yeah. show's still good. Yeah. But it doesn't have that same edge that it used to have. What do you think about that evolution? Uh, you know, look, I think the show has remained remarkably consistent for for being on for 45 years at this point, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, uh, you know, I was there very early on. I was there the third and fourth season of the show. And, um, you know, we, we definitely never talked about it like that, yeah. this being too much or whatever. And I recently rewatched party down yeah. and I was amazed by the things that were in that show that I didn't even notice back in the day, right? Almost every, it's still very funny and very good, but almost every joke is, or, you know, the big jokes, the closing jokes of the episode are like one I'm thinking of in particular is the guy says a word that is similar to the N word. And there's a black couple that walks up behind him as he says it. And that's like the end of the episode. And these these this black couple was there as a prop to they, mm-hmm. they had no lines. They were there to walk up and hear this and get offended. And then we all laugh or whatever. Um, that was, that was comedy back then. It was racism and awkwardness mm-hmm. and racism causing awkwardness. And the office is the same way, you know, I was like, going to say mm-hmm. office. Oh, there, see, early season office. one, when they have the title cards on yeah. their foreheads, that is exactly what that is. <laughs> yep. He says the N word on the office, at least on the DVDs. Correct. Really? Carell says the N word very early on in the office. And I bet it's in that episode. 8 p.m. Yeah. Will Ferrell said the N word when in a Robert Goulet sketch on SNL, you mm-hmm. know, when he's he's doing a, a notorious B.I.G. song. It's it's crazy to me. But um, so you're, to answer your question in the longest way possible, I'm sure they talk about it a lot more on the show on Always Sunny Now. Mm-hmm. But um, and there's stuff they couldn't do. Obviously, they pulled episodes. Yeah. But I do think Even 30 Rock had a couple episodes pulled recently. Yeah. One of my yeah, favorites. It's like, Okay, I'm I'm it's good that they did that, but you're also like, how did Scrubs have six episodes with blackface? Like that is weird. That's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. And 30 Rock had like four. And um And always Sunny does uh what uh is her name Kristen Olson? Caitlin Olson. Caitlin Olson, yeah. Yeah, one of her like stories she used to always tell in interviews was about how they ended up in the ER together with her in blackface, which was like I remember listening to that interview at the time, finding that hilarious. But then you look back and you're like, why would, why did that happen so many times? <laughs> right. Right. Well, always, I guess it was five years ago or so. They always suddenly had that, had this episode with the, the black family that was very much about racism. Yeah. And, it, you know, 
it's a tricky thing. It's like, okay, we're using comedy to, to do this, but it's also like the images are there, you yeah. know, like, and they right. are bothering someone. And, and, and that maybe episode that's of 30 cool. Rock is like a perfect example. I loved that episode. And I think it tells a really interesting story. Jenna and um, Tracy are fighting over whose life is more marginalized, a black male or a white woman. Right. Um, and so they switch. The, an- the answer is a black male. Yes. Let, let me go ahead and answer that one for <laughs> <Yes>. you. <laughs> um, yeah. But they switch and she does blackface. Um, yeah. But he also does like a white chick's whole um, spoof. And, and it's a really funny episode, but it is like really interesting um, commentary. And so it's just yeah. funny to, or not funny, but I don't know. It's just interesting to think about that pull is pulling that episode and making it into nothing the right move? The or is solution. it like reflective of the time? Is it productive? I don't really know if it's any or it, maybe all of those three I know. things. To me, you know, if you watch a, like a movie from the 70s, you know, there's going to be a lot of stuff that you're like, whoa, wow, you know, but it's 50 years ago. Yeah. So, like, I I don't necessarily agree with pulling it all. I also don't think people are immature enough that we need the head of HBO Max to sit in that director's chair and go, what you're about to see is, you know. Yeah. Um, but then again, it's not my decision to make. So, yeah. I, I just think to the, the, what I'm saying is like the scrubbing of it from entertainment is also not really ideal to me. I think it's helpful to look back and say, this is fucked up what they did in this movie in 1972 or whatever. Right. Um, The Godfather came out in 1972. There's lots of stuff in that that you're like, Oh God, you know, but it's reflective of the time. And that was reflecting a period 30 years before 1972. So it just seems like culturally right now we have some sort of threshold of like content that we're willing to keep because we love it enough. Yeah, like exactly. The Godfather exactly. or like yeah. episodes exactly. of, of 30 Rock or like Michael Jackson, who will always be a part of our nation, like culturally in right. his music. So we're just yeah. like not letting it slide. Obviously, it was horrendous crimes, but like that seems to be above the level of like full cancellation. Like yeah. Michael Jackson, all oh, this. There's some, there's some line in the sand. <laughs> it becomes a personal choice. Like I personally, I will continue to listen to Michael Jackson, but yeah. I can't watch a Woody Allen film anymore. Like, but that's just me. Like I, yeah. You, yeah. you might be more just like, you might not be able to listen to Michael Jackson anymore, but you can watch Woody Allen film, you know? So it's like, I don't think, which is yeah, bizarre. the powers that be should be deciding that for, yeah, does, for people, you know, right. but it being up to personal choice, as we've learned over this last year, assumes that people will educate themselves and make an informed yes. decision, but they don't. Right. right. Um, to right. circle this back, we do have the mm. R word in this episode that was kind of jarring. That was not we fun. do, but it was also yeah. during a really funny line or that conversation. That, yes, yes, yes. Is I that didn't a Texas know you thing? Or just um, a no, but note. I did have a Texas thing um, that uh, when Buddy describes his New York strip steaks as pan fried and butter, the way God intended. Yep. All right. I that's knew my you second one. Bingo, bingo, bingo. That's only one, but that could have come out of my dad's mouth. Like that is so yes. Texas. That's the most Texas uh, thing that we've had in the series yet. A yeah. steak fried in butter is like. What could possibly be worse for your heart than that? Unless you fried it. You were trying to, you were, you were turning to the page of the weedery of suicide. Like, come on. It's also when they cut, when they show the close-up of him cutting the steak, it looks as though his first bite is going to be a a bite of fat. He like slices off a quarter. He cuts it so weird. He goes to like the back and he's like. That was not a New York strip cut. There is not right. fatty notes uh, okay. on your okay. strip. It's a very lean piece of meat. It is, yeah. and it's not the fanciest. So th- I thought that was funny. Too. I know he was like, was like, like this forty is... bucks. I'm like, it was like, gotta no, be a ribeye then. Yeah, yeah. 
Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. We know our These two Texas girls know they're me. I also have a weird obsession with butchery. Not of humans, but just of the art form. To clarify. I want to grow old and be a butcher somewhere in Ireland. You want to smell that all day? It's a plan. That's the thing. I couldn't smell the raw meat all day. Does raw meat, the smell of raw meat bother me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, just like it hanging in a closet. Like, well, it's not going to be like snow. rotting. <laughs> I know, but it's, it's gross. It'll be I fresh. guess they do. They do always have the big freezer. But my fear would be that your product from the second you bring meat into your butcher shop, it's going bad. Like your 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 product yeah. that you're selling is always going bad. And that, Unless you're that aging I think it would make in a controlled environment. That's then it's actively getting better. Wait, Carly, I didn't know that this was your dream because my dream is to also move to Ireland, but to work in a small bookshop and discover a local murder. So we Ooh, should, okay. our, our shop should be next to each other. Yeah. We should solve the West Cork murder. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. And my plan is to drink myself to death in Ireland. You can do that in Ireland too. <laughs> we'll so all live on pub. the same block. It'll be like a little triangle. I yeah. almost did that when I went there on vacation two years ago, actually. No, that's not. I, I almost accomplished lot, that. But, I did too. Yeah. I had a great time in Ireland. Oh, I want to go back. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I've never been, but I've been um, deep diving into Irish media lately. Ever since okay. da- ever since Dairy Girls, I'm like, I need more of this world in my life. Yes. I will say it's probably my favorite city to have ever gone out in. Wow. Like, yeah. It's, it's just it's the people are fun. just great. And like, it like whatever, depending on what time of year you're there, I think I was there like in July and it stays light out for like many, many hours. So you think it's like oh, seven yeah, o'clock and you're so like, oh, north, it's already right? midnight. Yeah. So it's fun. Yeah. Um, okay. One it's of my fun. other, I had a couple Texas things. I did just like when this, I don't, this doesn't quite count, but when Lila was talking okay. to Tim and she's like, if you had your way, your life would just be football, beer and sex. And I, <laughs> but I think that that applies to a lot of Texans probably. Yeah. 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 Sounds like an okay life to me. Yeah, it's yeah. not that. I actually hate football, which is it's a, uh, I've never been able to watch more than one minute of it. <laughs> So like, one minute. Monica's show, more of a football fan than I am. Yeah. But it's okay that you hate it. It's not like hurting yeah. my feelings. It's an, <laughs> it's an, it. I do all, generally like movies and shows about TV. Just, I mean, geez, about, uh, about football sports <laughs> yeah. because they strip away all the boring stuff and it's just like right. a highlight reel, you know? Exactly. And, and that's what I like about it. My issue yeah. with sports, like when everybody's cheering at the Super Bowl, I'm like, you don't know any of these people. What do you, what do you care? <laughs> you know that guy. Who, and the who reason you know they're here? playing football in your city is because they offered them the most money. That, yeah. That's the only reason they're here. So it's like, right. I, I don't get it. Like, it's all stupid. <laughs> it's all stupid. Right. Um, okay. My last two Texas things were also food related. Just everybody ordering the Texas game sampler. When they're out at dinner at the end. Oh, That yeah. made me feel like I was at good old Bonnell's. Oh, yeah. Which mm. is a um, super yummy restaurant in Fort Worth, Texas. If anyone's it ever is. there, you can get a Texas game sampler. You can. And cactus sauce sounds weird, but it's dang. I think the most Texas thing I've ever eaten, which was so good, um, was quail oh. and cream cheese and a jalapeno wrapped in bacon. <laughs> well, in this one, he's eating raw pigeon. Yes, squab. squab, which I didn't know or I knew like from watching the show in high school. And now it, at Bonnell's, they serve pigeon and I've yes. seen it on the menu before. And I'm like, oh, squab, squab. I mean, the, there isn't <laughs> a dirtier bird. Yeah, no, so gross. nobody should be eating Nothing. pigeons unless you're starting no. Come on. Maybe crow. No, they're smart. 
Why are you makes, making that face then? I don't know. I just don't like <laughs> no. eating animals that are really That's intelligent. Right. Except for pigs, because they're too I think yummy. I guess I'd like to eat a crow more than a pigeon. I mean, I don't want to eat either, but if I had <laughs> to choose. Okay, crow. Okay, survival okay, situation. Guys, crow, crow or, or pigeon? <laughs> I'd go pigeon over crow, I think. I think I oh, would, you would too. Okay. Crows freak me out okay i just said crow is worse and you were like no so that's why i switched well i had one day i i was looking out my front window at my house and this a crow that was three crows taped together it was so big fell from the sky and just splatted into my front yard and i don't have a yard i have like you know rocks it's a very la yard with cacti and stuff so it falls and just Oh, and it looked like it weighed like 15 pounds. I had to oh, pick huge. it up with a shovel and throw it in the trash. Oh, no. And when you're that close, to, I've been that close to both crows and pigeons. They're I can huge. almost assure you, you'd rather eat a pigeon than a crow. It was yeah. disgusting. Crows are horrendous. Did you know that they talk to each other? And so like when you're when you're walking up and there's a crow looking at you like ah, ah, squawking, yeah. it's telling, they describe people and animals to the rest of their crew. So they'll just like in their, their communication is so evolved that they'll be yeah. like, Oh, dog walking through or like small human walking through or whatever. I mean, I don't know what words they <laughs> use in their cause, but yeah. they do like identify what type of person is coming into their territory. So whenever oh, I hear a crow yelling at me, when I walk past, I'm like, what are you saying about me? <laughs> right. What are you Short haired, weird girl walking by. <laughs> Asshole <Bully>. at three <laughs> o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> I hate being bullied by crows. Um, okay. <laughs> That's a good sign, though, when a 15-pound crow dies and falls into your front yard, right? That's a That a definitely means luck. that you're crossing over yes. into the jumper universe, I think, or yeah. looper. <laughs> no, I called my wife, and I was like, I feel like we're going to die very soon <laughs> that because is like of this one app. Of, yeah, like if you were in Circe in that universe in ancient Greece, they'd be yeah. spelling tales of your, of your fate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, my last was just the whole education debacle. The fact that they're debating a jumbotron yeah. over literal Versus paper education <laughs> is unsurprising to me in any way. Yeah. I know. It's so sad. Well, Carly, why don't you do some reviewing of the tape? Um, can we would you like do to or would yours you like to do first? first? Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Because there's a couple of things I'm... There's a part of me that's still actively writing my film section. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good because my, as I said, alluded to before, my music section is kind of moot, but it, <laughs> it's also moo? interesting. It's moo. Yeah. So the only text is that. guys. I know, Joey. I know that you know. I know. Um, I, I was impersonating our listener. <laughs> as I we know, often Joey. Do. Yeah. Put that with so, your Snape. I mean, you're a master impressionist, really. <laughs> right. I can't believe I don't do stand-up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Why? What are we doing? So our can only I do, text- Can I do my Snape real quick? <laughs> please, please, uh, yeah, please. This is a bit I used to do with, with uh, friends of mine where it's like Snape gets unreasonably mad about everything <laughs> in those movies and the book. Yeah. But uh, so the bit was always, it would start with uh, going somewhere, <laughs> Mr. Potter. <laughs> and then it would be like, he, like he, he would walk up behind Harry at the drinking fountain and go, uh, enjoying a cold drink, <laughs> Mr. Potter. And he's like, yes, I have yes. to drink water. <laughs> like, why? Yeah, it's a fun bit to do and a fun voice to do as well. Yes. R.I.P. Alan Rickman. Going to the bathroom, Mr. <laughs> Potter. Yes, Pop and I'd top. like some privacy, please. Snape. Yeah, this is legal. I'm, I'm okay. 13. I'm, my rights. Yeah. Right. I'm yeah. a literal child. <laughs> Boom slang skin. <laughs> Let's swing, swing flies. flies. <laughs> All right. Enough of that. 
Anywho, that is a great bit, and I will steal that. Um, it's fun. It's fun. So our only Texas act this episode was a band called Secret Machines. Um, they're originally from Dallas, but then they are in New York now. So, Can I tell you, uh, when you used to have iPods, and mm. it would tell you your most played songs. Yeah, before uh, Spotify did that for us. Yeah, yeah top, tw- top 25. Uh, one of my most played songs was by the Secret Machines, and it was called Ooh. Alone, Jealous, and Stoned, to give you an <laughs> idea of my mindset at that time. But um, to this day, and I love that song so much and listen to it always, and I have never heard another Secret Machines song in my life. Wow. wow. Also, please I, put I that was on just my like, They can't do any better Alone, than this. Jealous, stoned. And Stoned. It's a great yeah. song, yeah. Wow. I okay, love well, I'm definitely going to check that out. I mean, maybe we should even play it because... The favorite song that I chose because I did this before I watched the episode was This Is The Thing by Fink, which is a beautiful song. Oh, and a, a beautiful band. Film. And a beautiful band. Love Fink. So I did my whole spotlight on him and then I believe it was cut out. Patrick, do you mm. remember if it was in... Well, I'll play it and then you can... Yeah, I'm unfamiliar with, with Fink, so I'll, I'll know oh, if perfect. I hear it. Okay, Ugh. so Fink is a little like, fun facts on Fink. This is a fun fact about Fink. Go. It's not that okay. fun, but... A Fink fact. Fink, a Fink fact. <laughs> Fink is like literally my first year of college. Every time I hear them, I'm like mm. in a dorm room in a good way. Yes. In my head. Well, yes. it was even earlier for me because I discovered him from a show that we like to talk about a lot. Not a lot, but a good amount. Greek on oh. ABC Family. It was in the pilot. It was called, it's called Pretty Little Thing. It's when um, Cappy and Casey, I think her name was, they're like playing pool and flirting and whatever. So that was how I discovered him for the first time. Cappy and then I just wrote, I love, Fink. <laughs> I love Fink. I love Fink. I love Fink. Looking too closely. So freaking good. Um, there's a song called Not Everything Was Better in the Past. That mm. is a newer song that's just so good and literally just resonates with me way too much. And then the song Yesterday Was Hard on All of Us that was in Ugh. Selma and Parenthood. Just so powerful. and Freaking love uh, that song. So good. They must have had a little a budget cut in three. They must have. Yeah, the, the the needle drops are cut in at least half. Maybe they reallocated some of those funds into costuming because that's that true. production value went up. up in season three. Yeah, 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 yeah. they're just all in like a lot the nicer clothes. They're less right. like um, lived in than they looked right. earlier on. That's true, but that happens in every show. Yeah, that's true. That's true. His full name is Finn Greenall, and he is based in both Berlin and London. And he's also a DJ. So that's super cool. Okay. But I'm going to play this song now. It's beautiful. It was not in the version that I saw, but it's a great song. And this song was also in that movie that's not very good. It's a Nicholas Sparks movie, Dear John. But it had great oh music and it was on the soundtrack. And I do know, okay. Was that the I Amanda think I, Seyfried one? Yes. The reason I kept this song in was because I remember this was on the CD, like the soundtrack of Friday Night Lights. So I know it was in it at some point. So here we go. I wish it was in mine. Come on, Peacock. Yeah, this was in the episode. It's probably not in streaming. It's just on the DVD. So this was when Matt was driving to see his mom. So he borrows the car and drives through the night. I don't know you notice anything. It's getting dark and it's getting cold And the nights are getting long And I don't know if you'll even notice it all 
This show really takes me back because I was, uh, as I, look, you don't have to feel bad for me, but as I, I feel like (laughs) everybody's depressed um, now, you know, Mm, coming off of the the pandemic. I I don't know anyone who was deeply depressed. Yeah, I don't feel bad talking (laughs) about it. If they weren't a year ago, they are now. They are now. So uh, I stopped listening to sad music altogether, um, which helps, by the way. I did the same. Carly did the same uh, thing. it's like you can wallow, you know, and, and it makes you sadder and sadder. But at the time of Friday Night Lights, I had just moved out to L.A. I had no friends here. I didn't know anybody. I was like scared about the future of my life, et cetera. Yeah. And I listened to sad music all the time. So this this show, like so often I'll hear a song and be like, oh, yeah, I used to like listen to this like over and over and over and yep. over. And it uh, takes me back to a not a not great place, you know, a little dark, yeah. little dark well, spot as, as a the song not everything was better in the past i tend to very glorify the past even the dark parts of it so yes i like listening to songs that i used to listen to in a dark spot and be like oh i've you know that doesn't take me there anymore you that's know? good yeah so that's that good. is good definitely yeah. definitely can get me right there <laughs> right i yeah. mean it, it it varies <laughs> to be yeah. fair and like tv shows too like i'll yeah i'm glad that i'm i'm kind of re-watching the oc already but just lightly because i needed to rebrand the season one and two for me because i watched oh, them yeah. in like a super depressive state <laughs> like yeah, I all day re-brand. all night kind of situation and i was like yeah. i need to i don't want to go back and watch the oc in five years and be like oh it's taking me yes. back there so i'm like yeah, doing yeah. a little rebrand i feel i that. lived in brooklyn uh when i was watching the oc dvds and i had this roommate i had a railroad apartment which Ooh. means all the rooms which are really in a row tiny. yep which means when he wanted to go to the bathroom or if he had a girl over who wanted to go to the bathroom, they had to walk through my room, <laughs> which is not ideal, I assure nope. you. But Less um, than ideal. he came home one night and made fun of me for like 20 minutes because I was watching the OC. <laughs> and then two days later, I woke up at like five in the morning to California. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, what's going on? And I, I walked into the little TV room there and he had been up all night. He had watched like 11 episodes Classic. of the OC. So, yeah, an well, addictive kinda, show. Yes, it is. Um, Carly used to make fun of me for my Gilmore yeah. obsession. And look where she this is. This is true. <laughs> look what, how how far she's me. come. <laughs> what's happened? I've seen two episodes of Gilmore Girls and they were both in preparation of doing the Gilmore Guys podcast. Which yes, is, yes. Uh, we know it well. So and the one was like an hour and a half kind of fun journey, and the other lasted over four hours. The podcast, it, yeah, it was, we had Kevin on this podcast as well, yeah. and we were pushing for it. Hours. Was like, it was like three and a half hours. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, he was like, "Guys, is it me? Is it is it my problem?" <laughs> yeah, I love those two very show. much. Uh, you know, Kevin and Demid, they're great, but um, yeah, they're amazing. That was yeah, the, it, that was actually not Joe Rogan. The inspiration behind our podcast was yes. Gilmore Guys. Okay. Yes, I think it was the inspiration of many podcasts. Yeah. I Honestly. agree. Yeah. Translators. Well, Carly, why don't you do your film section before we okay. break it down? Are you ready? Um, sure. I just like didn't have very much for this <laughs> oh, week. And so I my would music, like spend my music corner was very light. some time digging for tidbits and didn't really find any. So okay. welcome well, to we'll, my short and succinct we'll, film section. We'll crank up the, the machine and then we'll... <laughs> Welcome. 
So this was a pretty straightforward episode, um, but we still have Jeff Reiner um, back as director. Um, I thought this episode was paced and put together super well. Um, Didn't feel fillery to me. It was just like um, another great example of how Friday Night Lights democratizes all the characters' plot lines. And there's never really like one super heavy dominating storyline. And they can hit these dramatic moments and then pivot to something else and and pack a lot in. And I thought this was... (laughs) Pivot! Um, Which is one of those lines that I just don't understand how it got so memorialized. I never thought it was that funny of a scene in the movie. I thought it it. was hilarious. I mean, it's funny, but I weirdly love Ross, so... I do, too. Ross is my favorite character. Ross is... Whoa, okay. (laughs) Not my favorite character, let's be fair. But I think he's hilarious. But I didn't like him until later in life. I hated him in high... That's right, exactly. I hated him in high school, and I like him now, but yeah. Yeah, he's so the he's, not, episode good, he's of, not good in a relationship. No, he's an ass. I don't like him as a yeah. person, but yeah. <laughs> as a real person. The scene when he's in the bathroom at that girl's house trying to get his leather pants back on, I've like never laughed so hard. In my yeah, life. he's a great comedic actor. It's yes. forming yes. a paste. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, we got we got Jeff Reiner back, our boy. He was missing for a good chunk of season two. Um, and I think that's a big part of why this episode feels super on track. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I was kind of curious. I didn't go back to compare, but I felt like there were new clips in the title sequence. Oh, maybe. Yeah, there I are. think there were a I number a of couple new of clips updated for... since. I mean, but since like last episode, yes. since season three started. Yeah, and yeah, notably, I don't watch it because it's an easy skip. Once it starts, if you hit skip, it goes right to the next scene, and Ooh, you're beautiful. ready to go. I love yeah. that. I know. I do love a good skip intro. Although yeah. Friday Night Lights <laughs> is one of the few that I I hang it's on so through the yeah. sequence usually. Just because I enjoy it, but this time I, I was saw, the night I proposed to my wife. We saw uh, three bands: the Future Islands, who I love. I yeah. love Future Islands. Uh, I don't remember the other one, and Explosions in the Sky. Oh my gosh! <sighs> and I was alarmed that they did not play the Friday Night Lights song. Come on, maybe it's like, one of those things well, that it's the band's they... famous for, and then they're like, yeah. "We don't want to play it. We always play." No, guys, it. they right. didn't write the theme song. It's oh. it's based off of their kind of vibe, but it was um. W.G. Snuffy Walden. Oh, that's right, Snuffy. I know. But yeah, he plays it very stylistically like Explosions. But they're so associated, it's weird that they would. Right. Yeah, 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 that does make sense. Well, they Um, wouldn't do a W.G. Snuffy Walden cover. Exactly, come on. (laughs) Well, who can afford it? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Um, But I did find it notable that they had definitely added a clip of Julie and Matt smooching in the title sequence, which reminded me of Friends because you can always tell um, where Ross and Rachel are in their relationship based on what clip they have in the title sequence. Like, oh, season four, this is when they are not... Like when they're mad at each other and they like don't have a scene, or like they'll they'll have a scene of them kissing in the title sequence, and I'm like, oh, it's season two when they're together. <laughs> it's always indicative. Yeah. So I thought that mm-hmm. was a nice little um, sneak peek. Yeah. Um. One of the only other notes that I have is that when Julie gets out of the car and is like, "This is the car I'm gonna buy," and she says, "It's oh," and she's Bellica. like, "Stop the car! Stop the car! Stop the car!" Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, like, oh my god! Pull over! I'm like, oh my god! To look at this, to like trespass on like, this. This family's yard. I know that was. Um, a lot. But yes, it was a Toyota Corolla. Oh, I literally just pulled that out of my yeah, ass. And, and not was... not a whatever the fuck a Celica is. Oh, it's funny. Not that. Um, but yeah, if you look at the, <laughs> I was like, that is a Toyota. Okay, yeah. Um, so I thought that was kind of kind of funny, kind of interesting. Um, yeah. And that's kind of all I have for you guys today. That's all good. Let's let's dive in. I will apologetically complete my film section. <laughs> 
regrettably, <laughs> regrettably, <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> so we open with Tim and Lila in the boudoir. The boudoir. And Billy's okay. like, dude, you're getting all these offers. I gotta make do a about quick, it? I gotta make a quick point about that. Is it gonna be about oh, his please. lighting setup? No, but go okay. ahead. Go ahead about no, it's very about please, please be my guest. Well, I was just gonna say, you, you know, I my guest. When I was in high school, there, I had like jock friends. I had religious friends. I had nerd friends, but the religious group was kind of my core group. Now I'm not religious in any way, but they they were really into it. And I would go to a club every week called True Love Waits. <laughs> which is a great Radiohead song, but it was also an abstinence club where yes. people in high school pledged to not have sex. And my- I was thinking like drinking abstinence. So it was like- Oh, no, no, no. But it's like no, a, true love an anti-sex You've bar. You've heard that. Yeah. Yes. Or club. And, the, and it's at the time, of course, when everyone's hormones are at their most uh, extreme. Right. My, my girlfriend dangerous. at the time was religious, not as religious as they're painting Lila to be, but she was the one- believe it or not, uh, you know, dragging us to this true love weights club. And <laughs> we never, it, it, it was never even really on the table sex. So yeah. to see Lila this religious and also a, a, a making out with the blonde boring dude, but B having sex with Riggins. I'm like, I don't know if I buy that. And I think yeah. that's a, that's a missed opportunity. And maybe a more interesting story is, her wanting to be abstinent and then both being incredibly hot people and mm -hmm. the frustration of that. So I don't know if I buy that for her really, that I she's always having sex. I think it's an interesting sex. point. And it is noted yeah. on many online forums that that seems yeah. to be something they just let wash away with it the was a total season two. They were yeah. just like, oh, we're just gonna sweep that under the, under the rug. But I also wonder if they had some level of self-awareness that they were struggling to tell that story very well. At least yeah. in my opinion, I think that all the Jesus stuff with Lila was hard to believe in the first place. And yes. I wasn't that sorry to see it go. And I kind of just wrote it off as them maybe just being like, I don't know if that was working. But I also yeah. find it kind of relatable. Like I knew people, I think that maybe we're supposed to deduce that it was only skin deep, that she was using that as some sort of crutch while her family fell apart and like yeah. while she was doing some self-searching, but that it's not like a part of her person because she and Jason Street were definitely having sex before his injury. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I know. And yeah, it's unfortunate that it has to be either so legalistic or just, no, I'm sleeping around. Like, yeah. and I do think that's part of their, you know, the conversation we were talking about earlier where they were pressured to be sexy and all that. Probably. I think you, you like had to be the OC or like Gilmore right. Girls <laughs> where it's like sex negative. I've been listening to the One Tree Hill podcast and they were talking about how they were so encouraged to be so sexy and all that stuff. And they're talking about their real lives and they're like, I just had like one boyfriend and we just like, kiss. <laughs> like and they're like, and by the way, it's, it's totally fine if you didn't, but like they they, yeah, the pressure during the early 2000s with these teen shows were like, mm -hmm. yeah, everyone's having sex. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. And there's a balance. And like you were saying, like the the spectrum of you're either Gilmore or you're One Tree Hill or you're the OC. It, yeah. it should have been more nuanced and should have been like, yeah, this is a big deal. And not everyone's doing it, but some people mm -hmm. are. And some people the are The author who writes, yeah. um, and I want to go on a whole, I'm going to go on a whole rabbit hole tangent with him in, an, in another episode because there's an awesome story about the guy who used to write um, the weekly slant magazine reviews of Friday Night Lights. Um, mm. He was a cancer survivor and like has a really crazy oh, um, yeah. like uh, ding, ding, ding simulation um, situation that I want. He's passed away since, but he write, writes amazing reviews um, 
from during that time of this episode. And he notes that. He's like, I knew Christian people that were abstinent and Christian people that weren't abstinent. Like, I think that this is, like, what... I think that they pigeonholed themselves and then just bailed when there was a lot of opportunity for nuance to tell this type of a story for this type of person in Texas is very yeah. believable to me. It's somebody who like yeah. doesn't, ha- it's not just like I'm Christian, so I'm abstinent. That's not a rule in Christianity. No. Like there's a huge spectrum that could allow for more storytelling there. It's not, but I will say it seemed like, and, and I'm sure people were lying, but uh Everyone who was super, at least super Christian in my high school, which was a lot of my high school in Missouri, was abstinent and, and mm-hmm. also talked about it a lot. And, really? uh, you know, so I think if we'd gone know. to a religious school, our high school was not yeah. affiliated. Yeah. And so I, it was like kind of a mixed bag, but it was a Bible belt. So it was like, yeah, and nerdy. So yeah. well, and dorky. Yeah. <laughs> Minka Kelly, it's easy to to forget at this point, but she at least for me, my friends, uh, a lot of people, she was the reason people were coming back week after week. I mean, she was like one of the most, you know, one of the most kind of lusted after actresses who wasn't yeah. walking around in a bikini on her show all the time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, they yeah. don't like super hyper sexualize her. her. Yeah, which is they nice. don't. But I, I feel like probably knowing how networks are, they wanted them to super sexualize her. And I think that the. Yeah the compromise was probably look she'll have sex but we're not yeah. going to have her walk around in a bikini or whatever yeah, yeah that's i think point. so too and like her relationship with riggins is like based in physicality from day yes. one sure. so i yeah. find it believable that they are like leaning into that now that she's with tim and maybe that was like um a writing influence and in putting them together right here at season three out of the gates and just being like okay we will do some sex let's get yes. to right. smile yeah. on the we'll street do the sex. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yes, we open with that. And what about his lighting? Do you like it? Okay, the last time we were in Tim's bedroom, which was, like, Mm -hmm. a season or two ago, I was commenting on how terrifying and likely dangerous his lighting setup was oh, and yeah, it was code. like crickets and no one remembered what I was talking about this is now what I, I definitely do about. yes it's very vibey in Just there but like I, I do hanging agree it's probably danger. dangerous hanging danger that's what I call the shock wire because if you touch it you die, <laughs> you die. that is accurate <laughs> So uh, that's Parks and Rec. Um, So Tim is getting these offers and I thought this was a great intro as to and a continuation on the conversation that we're having with Alex in the first episode of how Tim is just like so frustrating, just wasted potential in every area of his life. Like he's getting all these offers. He's so talented. He loves nothing but football, but of course he's not responding and doesn't want to go to college and all that. I know, but But it's believable because it's like he doesn't have any guidance. He lives with his brother like. So you do feel for him. Yeah. You're not like just 100% frustrated with and him. And not to like make it political, mm-hmm. but like this. Go there. We're laying <laughs> it all on the line. <laughs> laying it all on the line. <laughs> um, this also just kind of irked me in that this whole time period, I mean, still these days, although it's like tide starting to change, just like pushing people into these college funnels. And I'm like, Tim is a perfect example of somebody who's He's right. He is not cut out for college. Self-discipline and academics, not his thing. Yeah. Because he's dumb. He's smart. It's just that, like, he, that is not where he's going to excel. And so, like, I, I'm kind of on his side on this one where I'm like, mm-hmm. listen to him. Maybe there's another option and a way that he can have football in his life without, like, shoving him into college, which we'll see how that ends up playing out. Which I think but. that's, I mean, politically, I think that's a fault on both sides, too. I mean, there's the, oh, kind of, you know, there's the you know, everyone needs to go to college thing where it's like, no, like that, that college requirement should be less specific to an aisle of the, uh, like a party aisle. I think it was just fucking boomers being 
doing yeah it's more generational their bullshit I guess. again <laughs> but um boomer's gonna boom boomer's gonna boom <laughs> Um, but yeah, it does like pose that question for the viewer of like, wait, should Tim go to college? That's right. not going to go like, well, right? Exactly. But you want him to like, you want him to succeed. Yeah, but succeed. like, he's obviously a whole brand on its own. Yeah. So, and it's perfect writing yeah. because he's with Lila right now, and we're going to get to watch her as we do in this episode. Like, as as many of us women love to do, try and mold mold the something men. better out of their lumpy man. <laughs> lumpy. Although Tim Riggins is not lumpy. Yeah. No, he's There's not. no lumps. No My lumps. lumps. <laughs> My <laughs> lovely <laughs> Tim's lovely lady lumps. He lumps. <laughs> they hang uh, they, they, gave him, they were like turning franchises over to him. He had that John Carter yeah. and, the, yep. and, and Battleship and whatever. Battleship. And it just, didn't really, no, in my opinion, like nothing hit. get any clout. Yeah, until, did mm. you see um, Waco? Waco? I didn't. I heard it was awesome. It, and, he was fantastic. And that he yeah. was great in it. Good for him. Yeah. I I, it was nice to see his like acting potential fulfilled. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was like that and that Savages movie all came out at once. And none of he them really took Savages. off. He was I good. He's him. always good. It's just like. Yeah. yeah. The timing was was off. But we love him. Yeah. It's also I, I do feel David Koresh was maybe not quite Tim Riggins hot. Let's. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I don't know. We had to go that far. But yes. Yeah. Yeah, they did I'll, a good job it. of making him not. I mean, like, I mean, he's a cult leader. A, like, he's charismatic. Yes. You you do like yes. get. Taylor was a the, little too hot, but they did like make him look weirder. I mean, they made right. him look okay. like yeah. David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They dirtied him up a little so bit. Give it a shot. Right. Threw some mud on his face. Yeah, it's like in She's All That where they put a pair of glasses <laughs> on her and you're like, ew. ew. Yeah, that movie and then like 30 billion other movies. Yes, right. It's, it's like, like noise coming, coming from out of an ugly scientist. Yeah, nice. But I do think that's an important like line to push, and a lot of TV shows are doing that um, lately yep. of of casting real fucking looking people. Yes, um, right. you know what? I feel like the UK has always done that for, better than I totally America. Agree. Like I watched, or maybe um, it's just their dentistry situation. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I watched uh, Broadchurch for the first time, which is amazing. Ooh, that's yeah, on my good. list. And a lot of those actors, like some some aren't tiny and skinny and you know strikingly beautiful like they're all just normal you know right. attractive semi-attractive people mm-hmm. and i was like oh, this is real like this needs to be happening more so yeah i'd Go say UK. the bbc office was probably the first uh real british thing i watched and then i got addicted to british comedy yeah. but i mm. mean fr- from the star on down i mean gervais is not your your uh your textbook hottie <laughs> no textbook but hottie. then you've got you know even the the romantic relationships and everything on that mm-hmm. show everybody is very very real and then yeah it, at least to me then i'm i'm way more invested i know some people just love totally. seeing beautiful people and that's it but well, there's like a, a time and place for that like the oc <laughs> like i want yeah. right. to watch rachel bilson and uh what's your what's her face right. um, um misha barton but sure. but yeah like um, but yeah that's in the context of that type of show or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, but, and everyone is beautiful and everyone has different ideas of beauty. Don't get me wrong, yes, but it's yes. like, uh, for, for me, I love the movies of the seventies, which I watched a ton of over the pandemic because your stars are like Dustin Hoffman and, right. and, mm-hmm. and, and all these people and they're, you buy it completely. And yeah. it's just, I hate now that everyone has to be a 10 plus, And mm-hmm. every time a guy takes a shirt off in a movie, it has to be 20 abs and right. Uh, and women have been dealing with this for for centuries. You but know, so have but, men. Men have been yeah, put yeah. up against unfair yeah. beauty standards in Hollywood. Also, like forever. Yeah, yeah. I heard a I heard a great quote from Gervais that I keep thinking about when he was on Brian Baumgartner's 
podcast than I can pronounce. But he goes, hey, hi, Ricky. <laughs> How are you, Ricky? <laughs> Yes. He was talking about how he goes, you know, all these people on Twitter, like, you know, they say, how do you feel that, you know, the U.S. office was so much more, you know, successful than yours? And I say, fucking rich. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure he didn't mind at all. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, that's Uh, another example is even though they had to make uh, the David Brent and the Michael, well, he became Michael Scott, but yes, they made that character way more attractive. I mean, Steve Carell is a much more handsome guy, but. Season one, he had the hair plugs. Yep. You know, they made him kind yeah. of boxy and in bad suits and everything. Mm-hmm. And immediately NBC was like, nah. hey, we need to make him hot. Like, yeah. at least at least <laughs> at comedy least, hot. Yes, yeah. comedy, you know? comedy yeah. hot. <laughs> yeah, Steve Carell, like a fine wine. Oh, Good yes, for him. Better, he really better. is. So handsome. It, it's, mm. it's frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> It's difficult to Speaking be Speaking of, of a fine wine, Lorraine is not taking her pills because they dry out her skin and they make my face... Look okay. like a mummy. <laughs> I did pull that time code. I thought it was hilarious. We don't have to play it. It is really funny. Um, but I did Ugh. love um, that whole situation. I is know. also very real and relatable. I mean, that was not my experience, but I feel like a lot of people are charged with the caretaking of a family member in that way that they're like totally unprepared for. And totally. Oh, I, I, know, I found this so plotline really in this episode, but I, I thought know. it was also a really great story really to tell. Real. And how I agree. Like our elderly are often not prioritized. Not mm-hmm. not that Matt wasn't doing his damn best. Right. But like his dad and mom are both like, oh, you're just with Lorraine. He's like, yeah, she's old as shit. I'm like yeah. taking care of her. Right. She's yeah. my guardian. I can't <laughs> yeah. be her guardian. Like what? Um, so I thought that was a great story to tell and was really interesting to watch. And, and, and it's difficult. Like if she is not taking her pills, Matt's like, oh, we'll just give them to me. The doctor's like, we we can't like that's yeah. not how it works yeah no i pulled i pulled for when um she's talking to him and he makes that decision to go see his mom so we'll we'll play that later okay, perfect, it was really perfect. sweet but i also <laughs> died laughing which is like i don't even know anyone who's had a stroke <laughs> i know although <laughs> I like, it did okay, give me like Larry. a little ptsd from like this last year of people being like i don't even know anybody that's had it and i'm like that's not a that's not a that's, sample size exactly <laughs> that's, right. count. that's anecdotal right. evidence <laughs> <laughs> Also, the fact that Lorraine doesn't know anybody who has had a stroke in Dillon, Texas, like, <laughs> bullshit. Bullshit. I'm calling bullshit, Lorraine. <laughs> but I laughed at it. I've always looked young for my age because you've always commented. You're like, she looks too young to be that scene. I know. I've always right. thought that they, so they that were like a little breaking light. the fourth wall a little bit. Yeah, with her senility and how they sometimes seem to forget about it. Yep, yep. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, wait, let's have a whole episode where she's just like in the neighbor's bathtub. I'm like, she like drove herself to Austin yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday. She like played in the, she played in state. <laughs> yeah, she scored that goal she against him. <laughs> she laid it all out on the line. Yeah, One of did. my favorite episodes is when they, they put her in in the, uh, the fourth quarter and she, she kills it. <laughs> and she pulls it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a good one. I was glad to see her, to have like a her and Matt storyline again. I feel like Me we too. haven't really. Um, She's great. I, I love their awesome. relationship. Yeah. Me too. So there's also the Dylan Times article that is coming out. Um, which I laughed because that picture of Coach is the one I posted for Father's Day. Oh, is it of, really? Like, our favorite daddy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, Where Happy he's Daddy's like, Day on the sidelines, and I'm like, that's totally like a press yeah. photo from the show that you put in the article <laughs> inside the show. But okay, love it. Some person like ten 
10 layers removed. Pulled yes. it. Yep, um, yep, yep. I also just love that moment in general. Like every single one of us, I'm sure, has like sat late at night for their like first piece of press I and know, then been like 1,000% disappointed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You'll open it and you're like, what? <laughs> and coach goes, I'll go, I'll go get more wine. And then it yeah. goes to the theme song. I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah, I did love that. And uh, there's no way that... Like, I just, I love a good naive Tammy moment. Um, I know. It's sweet. It's always I super felt really bad for her. Like, she really thought they were going to toot her horn. Yeah. Right. Um, but can we get into the fashion report? Because I have Yes, some, I have some, some fashion notes. notes. <gasps> fashion. Okay, buddies, boxers. <laughs> I know. Why are they so like, big <laughs> and long? <laughs> Is it like that situation that was where, style. like, yeah, that was. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Okay, I feel like and my dad you'd has hang those. them on a clothesline, you know. And, <laughs> yep. would, and they're like, which we saw thing. at the Colette's yeah. in the last episode. <laughs> last time. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I have made a strange uh, micro study of the evolution of men's underwear, as in this mm. pandemic, I've been deep binging Survivor. Oh. And Survivor starts like in the late '90s, and obviously is still on air today. And you literally watch the evolution of boxers to like, I don't know, what are the briefs? Is that what they're Bo- called? The like tight ones? I feel like boxer briefs are the most popular. And yes. I think oh, the combo. W- w- men, men will do whatever women say they prefer. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I wore boxers my, you know, at least through high school. And yeah. then, you know, when I when people started seeing my underwear, then it was like, hey, when you know, boxer visible. briefs are, are much better. And I was like, okay, and I've worn them ever since. But I feel like you can't even find a pair of boxers now. Yeah, they're not, they're not they're yeah. so out of fashion that they're yeah. almost unavailable. And Survivor, yeah. like, was just the perfect um, stage to watch that evolution. Like, all yeah. the men would show up in boxers in the early seasons, and then a couple of the young ones would show up in briefs. And now they're, like, all in just, like, straight up uh, Speedos, basically. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm like, wow, that was really evolved. Wow. Okay. Um, well, but yeah, and then Riggins, uh, have you ever, have you guys ever had a guy friend who would come home, take his pants off and sit next to you in his boxer <laughs> oh briefs? God, that okay, I loved that. That was my he favorite moment great, of the episode. But I just, I, I yes. can't imagine ever doing that for, in front of a female friend, but maybe I I'm, yes. I'm too I respectful. Feel like... I mean, he dated her though. So it's like, yeah. he's like, she's seen these, I, I guess. I thought but, it, was yeah, it was still inappropriate. But also I had brothers. So it felt very real to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like he in the fact that he's standing in, in front of the fridge. Yes, <laughs> yes. That was like so male to me. Yeah. Like yeah. So men male. that I've dated and just growing up with brothers, like they walk through the door, pants on the floor and right. walk through the they door, walk pants, the on door the pants on the floor. <laughs> and like, well, honestly, the, I live alone. I do the exact same damn thing. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. Right over my left shoulder. If you see this, this uh, little bar set up, I have. Oh, yes. Right, right before I could see you guys on this Zoom, I went, oh, shit, and took my jeans off of that bar where, where I had set <laughs> where they them last had been night lazily to watch this episode of Friday Night Live. So amazing, I, I get amazing. it. Amazing, yep. But uh, I don't know that I would do it in front of a female friend. I know yeah. I wouldn't. Obviously. Although yes. it w- that particular female friend, I don't think he had many qualms. That's true. Um, That's true. But I love Lila was like looking at him like, what? And he was like, it, it was hot. So I, I know my he pants was, are over my, there. They're right over there. They're right, they're they're the right over there. It, it was, was so yeah. cute. His delivery so yeah. of that line was adorable. I know. Um, yes, I noted that. That was hilarious. Um, I also have a positive, two positive comments about Julie this time. Oh, I know. Me too. Go. Um, Patrick, we usually rake her through the mud. <laughs> yes. Her character, her fashion choices, all that. Uh, yeah, <sighs> my, my, my wife gets very annoyed by her and I, um, I get it. And yet having grown up with a younger sister, like, 
the the teen years for for a young lady are I mean she played it well she's supposed oh we're, she's supposed to be she's annoying to be a there's not yeah. a 16 year old yeah. girl on the, this planet that is not annoying <laughs> yes. right no that's that seems true yes that yes seems true. that seems true but what uh, we are, yeah. I loved her, her uniform pony and her uniform. Yes. She looked so cute. And it made me think of my cute. my red hot and blue polo that oh I had to wear. Oh my god. My yep. favorite stage of Monica's life was when she worked at the red hot and blue on Bel Air. Barbecue. Or, um, Woo. Oh my god. Like two yeah, people entered that restaurant per day and they were all biker men. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but it was red also in like a weird, blue. like kind of fancy part of town, like strip mall with like a nail salon. You right, know? it was right by my house. And, and then, then it was red hot I remember my mom and I blue? came in one time for you to serve us. <laughs> yep. That was my favorite when people would come and they'd be like, ha look at you. <laughs> look at my dress barbecue. <laughs> Uh, yep um but and i also loved her gold hoops i think that i hope because i kind of don't super remember a lot of season three i hope that this is the start of them kind of wishing goodbye to her tweeny look in seasons one and two and that they're gonna make her look a little older a little more like right because she's a junior in high school she's kind of she's in part two of high school yeah hopefully figuring it out a little bit in terms of like how to present yourself as a woman (laughs) yes 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 which is you know Something I'm still working on. So. <laughs> For sure. I put on my Christmas list makeup lesson. So <laughs> I literally about did on this that show. for Christmas. I know. I'm going to do the same thing. It was great. Yeah. Um, oh, can we talk about Mrs. McCoy's freaking rock? I should have oh, put that as a Texas yeah. thing. Those women oh, in Texas that, literally wear. They love their rocks. I mean, the most gaudy wedding rings you just don't see i don't know in colorado you can't you'd be hard pressed to find a woman that even has a stone and like they they just do these bands <laughs> yeah. or like those like everyday like jelly bands people right. just wear those permanently here. i just don't and and i'm a woman like i don't understand <laughs> i'm a woman give me those blood diamonds but like spending so much that money on a referred, by the way. yes on a ring i don't yeah I don't fuck that go to india or right. like somewhere Let's cool. Let's put that toward something else. Ireland. Who, had, who was wearing this ring? I never noticed. Miss McCoy, obviously. when they <laughs> are at dinner um, with that couple, who yes. Jeremy Sumter is their son, who has no yeah. lines. He just like sits at the table in, in his like, too big suit. I love that. That, that's, yeah. that scene had to have been cut. And it wasn't on the deleted yeah. scenes on the DVD. But oh. the, the woman who has one line there is Janine Turner who was the star of Northern Exposure, which was a, yes. a massive show. She's so good. Ten years she is prior. Good. She's she, good in and this. And she was the lead, yeah. the romantic lead. So for her to have like one or two lines here makes me think that This it is must the first time we see her, actually. Yes, she has a, a lot oh, bigger in role the show in the more? next episode. Okay. Yes. They okay. give then her then a good... Good... Never mind, never mind. They give her yes. a good amount of plot. And, and her role in the tension between like Jeremy Sumter and the dad or whatever, she's like yeah. almost like a Tammy B. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I, you kind of like, or not, Tammy Light. Not to spoil, but she has a really dimensional character. Um, okay. Yeah. But this is the it's first an, time we meet her. But I did find it odd that we only had her, like, if she was going to be in this episode at all, why not just like. Yeah, because you got to pay her. Yeah. If she's in the episode, you pay the full rate. So right, it's exactly. Like, um, it's also like uh, that scene, I don't know what more Lila wanted out of Tim. I know. It's like. He, and what did he she shows expect? Up, he, 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 I, the whole scene is building to like what you think is going to be Tim making a big scene. Yeah, right. he doesn't. He orders food. He's respectful. He's he nice. And they go pigeon. out to the truck, and, and she's like, "Super what uncomfortable, the fuck <laughs> that, Tim. <laughs> what the? What are you yeah. doing?" I'm like, 
he didn't do shit. Like I know. Also, and it was Lila. all because Buddy scared him. Like I know, he did yeah. that whole thing, so he was like, um, um, because he, he doesn't know what to say. But also, yeah. Lila asked him that question that morning, and he was like, yeah. I don't right. think I'm cut out for college. Do you think he was going to have an answer prepared for? The right, evening? right. Like, and I loved like showing him looking around and like I know. switching around in his seat. Like he's so uncomfortable and and like he's obviously never been in a restaurant like that. Yeah, um, her, her reaction yeah. in the truck after. And granted, I've been in a lot of fights with girlfriends where I have no idea what what she's upset about, <laughs> and vice versa. I'm sure, but it's no, like, but it's, uh, more, uh, it's more of a girl thing. <laughs> I usually sure. know exactly what's going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like why. You know, what I thought was going to happen in that scene was that he'd sit down and be like, let me get a double Long Island iced tea. Yes, I thought he was going to drink and be obnoxious. Throw up on that lady's (laughs) lap or something. (laughs) In her purse. (gasps) On her ring. He just was quiet. Like, he he obviously. Just quiet. And as a guy who often shuts down and gets quiet amongst uh, strangers, you know, I I related. It's not that big of a. Yeah, I feel like she should have been more sympathetic. And she obviously she feels bad at the end and they don't actually break up. But right. And also yeah. poo on all of them for making him eat the squab. Like, I'm sorry, just break the social boundary for one second and be like, oh, that's Honey, pigeon. You know it's going to be gross. Like, why don't you just order something else real quick? Right. Like, yeah. why don't you get what You're going to like it better. Yeah. Like, put it all yeah. out on the line. Come on. Come on. Right. Although I would say Tim could also say, what is the squab? Yeah. <laughs> True. That's, that's he could have ordered just like a steak. He, men, if you're out to dinner with your girlfriend's dad, anything the dad orders, just say same. Yes. That's, a That's good. what you need to well, do. Unless he see, orders squat. Oh, okay. What? When I went to dinner with with uh, male friends, which was rare, but if if they, I mean, with my parents, it's like my friend Mike, we went to a restaurant and he was like, I'll have the steak. And my family never really had money. And we always knew that like you had to order under Same. a certain we dollar amount. Of right, right. You get the my, cheeseburger, not the steak. <laughs> yeah. My parents to this day, talk about mike in 2000 and ordering over ordering ordering a steak <laughs> it's still a topic of discussion and it's like well, i mean oh, we, i'd never even dream of ordering a steak and, and you're like guys it's 2021 yeah. and then, it, yeah. then it gets like grilled into you it's still for me when i'm out with other people who i know are gonna pay or something like yeah. i'm like i'll just have the side salad yeah no i'm still I'm like, like I even if i know that they're normal. that they can definitely afford something i'm like i feel uncomfortable and that they are like intentionally fancy. treating you i'm still yeah. gonna like order I'm still the like like mid level, yeah. I'll go mid level. I won't go that. Far, I'm always gonna. Get I the do that swap. too, unless it's an an agent or or a Hollywood person. Then it's yeah, always like take advantage. Yes. Yeah, I'll take everything you have. Yes. Yeah. But I like um. Did y'all like Tim's beige blazer? I thought yes, he kind of nailed it. Good. I thought that was a good like choice for him because it was kind of funky. Like he's not gonna wear like yeah. a black blazer. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda or worked. navy, like too too fancy. Yeah. Like, and I love them at the thrift store. Cash. Yeah. Like that was yeah, that her, was cute. Her line that like all you know how to do is wear a a a. A, a flannel and button, one, and button. Unbutton yeah. one button. I was like, that is my fashion sense and has been since I was born. So yeah. I relate to that. Yeah. And it mine today. I like it. Yeah. 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 I thought the thrift store store shopping scene was super cute. Really yep. relatable for yep. any human on earth, I yes. believe. My my last fashion note was uh Smash's biceps bulging out of that black workout tank was I almost nice. wrote workout smash and then I workout ended smash. up not, but I I wish that I had because he was like Yeah, big good. fan. Yep. Um, well, I, w- I was thrown by the opening credits of this when it said uh, and guest starring Gaius, who plays. Smash. I think they I was demoted like, him to happened? guest star or not demoted, In but I actually three. think it was um, to keep him on. Everyone else from this oh, okay. generation has graduated like Jason Street, although he's going to be we woven back 
throughout, right. but most of them are like graduated and, and gone. And I have a hunch. I knew that, like, I know that they wanted to keep him, which is why they had the knee injury go down and everything. So I think yeah. it was probably more reversed where they're scrambling to keep him on um, okay. in the show. But I can't say that definitively. But yeah. he does have a smaller, smaller role. I don't know. What do you guys think about him still being around? I like it because, which we'll play it later, that scene, which, you know, is um, with when he comes to the house, when coach comes to the house, um, which we'll play. Scene, it's, yeah. it's, one of the, it's one of the scenes I think about when I think about Friday Night Lights. Like we were talking about in season two, the Matt in the shower, yeah. the you know, those certain ones. That's one that I Matt always and coach, think about. When coach gives Matt a, a, a bath. Yes. Scraps his little ears. Yes, yes, yes. It's great, but it's the kind of scene where I, I get, it's very true to character, but I get very frustrated with Coach Taylor that like, okay, clearly this moves you and, and you're, mm-hmm. you love these people. And it, like, why are you hiding your reaction? Like, why are you waiting until the door is shut to be like, ah, oh, that, you know, it's yeah, a very no. guy thing. I, you know, I think it's getting better for, for men, but then yes. have problems sharing their emotions, but it's like, we talked about that lots on this show. Yeah. yeah. I see it's that. I, I kind of saw it though. as like, he's kind of doing a bit though. Like, you know, he's like, we have some work to do. Like what? I, and then he, it's almost like a, I kind of viewed it similarly where he, know. he knows his character knows how to like play the drama. Like in the episode yes. right yeah. before this one, we talked about how he gets up with the microphone at the pep rally and you kind of expect him to brush it aside and be like, ah, I don't really do this thing, whatever. But he right. like owns the moment. He's like, y'all ready for Friday night? Like he kind of knows how to manipulate the drama of the situation. And I kind of read this similarly where he's like, I know how to play this. Yes, totally. Was it the previous episode that, that ends with smash crying because they, he can't play. No, in that was room. in season one. Or no, season that's two. one of our favorite season shots two. of the whole show. Yeah, that was an yeah. awesome shot. I, I watched, you know, so five good. yesterday. So yeah. that, that's probably why I got mixed <laughs> up. Right. But this, uh, the last episode actually does end with Smash um, in the racquetball thing. And he's like deciding yeah, right, to right, fight right. back and yeah. all that. Yeah, I, I like that he's still around. I would have been sad to see him go. Um, it does feel a little bit of a stretch to me. It's, I'd say out of all the storylines that are going on right now, it's probably like the least compelling to me. But I still like it and find it interesting. I don't mean that as a dig to it. Um, I would just say like in the hierarchy of what was going on in this episode, I was probably less invested in the smash stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that he's around and I get that they kind of really didn't have much of an, another option. Yeah. Um, but I like that they are moving it along, that he gets this walk on offer at the end of this episode. I was like, Me if too. they hadn't pr- um, directionally like pushed it forwards at all in this episode, I would have been like, okay, what are we doing <laughs> Yeah. with smash? That's true. I, I never would have dreamed that uh, as much as I loved him and as much as he was a breakout from the jump, I never would have thought uh, Landry would have the career that, that he has Honestly, had. I mean, he, he's doing horse. a Scorsese. I mean, Black Horse. Dark Horse. Black Horse. We might that's Katie Tunstall. <laughs> Black Horse and a cherry tree. I, that song's on my running playlist. I was just listening to it. Nice, nice. Um, I know, and it kind of reminds me of Gilmore Girls, how like it, yeah. during that time you would never have picked out Melissa McCarthy to be like what she has right. become now. Right, exactly. And, and he was totally the same. But I loved the amount of Landry we got in this episode. I know. Speaking of, he had a great slogan for Tyra's campaign. Yes. Vote Tyra and get action. Hell Yeah. Mindy, <laughs> Hell yeah. Mindy and, and their mom are literally She's... sitting on the oh, um, vote for hotness. A vote for Tyra's vote for, for hotness. Yeah. Right. <laughs> They're sitting on the couch with their bras just like bursting out of their tank tops. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I did love that scene. And so I, Tyra Tyra's was one of my favorite 
storylines of this episode in yeah. the like it just to me really underscored as usual like the dimensionality and the meat that Friday Night Lights is able to pack into these characters storylines like mm-hmm. I like we've watched Tyra progress so much and like we've really enjoyed in that just this last episode we watched her go punch back at that um college counselor and be like nope yeah. I'm gonna be on top even though you say I can't do this and be right. like this strong woman and to watch her um kind of get seduced by the bottom line and the easiest path forward I thought was super believable like every the not just as a woman but as a human but also particularly as a woman yeah you're pushing through these boundaries and these things that are working against you all of the time and inevitably there are times when every human is going to slip down to that common denominator and just be like this is just going to be easier and I know it's going to work and I'm just going to fucking do it this way yeah and so I thought I thought that was the most interesting way they could have told this story. I loved it. Me too. Agreed. I w- did you guys ever in your high school career see as looks wise as mismatched a couple? Because I didn't. <laughs> I feel like that no, kind no. of thing happens when in much later in life, and and then it, then it happens constantly. Um, Lance, I don't what's buy his name? it. Oh, Jesse uh, Plemons and Jesse Plemons and and Dunst absolutely. Dunst, yeah. A real life portrayal. Oh, my favorite quote from my mom was, we were talking about that whole trope and my dad started kind of being like, okay, that's not like always true. Mom goes, yeah, it is. How do we get together? (laughs) (laughs) Classic Cindy. I know, right? (laughs) But yeah, there's quite the despair. But aren't they not together right now, technically? They're not. They're not together right now. They're not. But they they were. I I don't feel they made her competition the kind of quirky, nerdy girl from a few episodes ago. Yes, we interviewed her. Bria Graham. They did not... I don't think they made her enough of a threat. And I don't yeah. mean physically. I mean, like, she she, she never really clicked with they, Landry. Like, you never yeah. thought that he was going to, like, really go for her. Yeah. yeah there, it would have been no more chemistry if, and, Yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, I think that if they had had more time that they... I like to think that they would have fleshed out that storyline because she got too, bitten right. bad by the writer's strike. Like, her first yeah. episode, she said... Like, her was first the day, day on of set the was the day of the strike. <laughs> oh, and no. so she only had, like, two a two-episode arc. And I just wonder if they were going to give a little bit more to that storyline and make yeah. Yeah. moments like this a little more understandable. I got my first writing job the uh, Friday before the Writers Guild strike. Oh and, then, and then the job was taken away. Oh. Wow. Wow. Look, now, that was that was on a deeply uncool show. It was called The Bill Engvall Show. And he's deeply the, uncool show. the least funny of the blue-collar comedy guys. Ooh, he's yeah. the guy who's like, you ready to laugh? But then he doesn't say anything Here it funny. Is. Yeah. Um, so it, that worked out because so I wound up on Always Sunny. But uh, yeah, that was a, a terrible time for me when that strike happened. Uh, I was like, I'll never work again. I work so hard. You're like, and, I'm no. just like emerging in this industry. Great yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's such a bummer. But yeah, it does make I you saw... wonder sort of like what would have been different. Yeah, what were the consequences? In the Phantom episodes that they sort of like um, allude to as they pivoted to season three, pivot. I saw it, I I did Drunk History a couple of times where I got drunk and told the the tale. Oh, I need need uh, to watch your episodes. I love that show. There were tons of Friday Night Light people on Drunk History. What's his face? Is a huge fan. Derek Um, is a huge, huge fan. And Asha Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pretty much everybody uh, from Friday Night Lights made it onto that show, but I I went to the after party or the rap party or whatever it was, and I saw Dunst, who I was obsessed with in high school, and I was like, oh my God, it's Kristen Dunst. Oh my God. And uh, then I saw Plemons, and I was like, oh, cool. I love him too. That's great. And then they kissed, and I was like, (laughs) what? What? 
<laughs> it was Earth before shattered. it was public news. I just couldn't believe it. it was no crazy. way. That's awesome. that would be weird like, to see. Maybe visually. I did have a chance, like Jeez. as a surprise. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Like oh, yeah. them too. Yeah, maybe it gives us all hope. Yeah, yeah me hope. Um, but yeah, I did like the tire campaign. I lo- I did love when she was like. What? What's her face? His mom was here helping her pass out cupcakes. I don't see how <laughs> this is, is any, any different. different like, like, do I need to explain to you the difference, <laughs> the difference between passing out cupcakes and having strippers on the high school property? <laughs> I know. Right, right. So good. But yeah, I, I did love that storyline. I love Tammy being like, you know, you stoop solo, come back when you're ready to fight yes. back. Yeah. I was, was going to say, do you think it was intentional that she kind of sounded like Coach Taylor in that moment? Yeah. Yes. Because yeah, she's totally Tyra's coach. Yeah. Coach. And we yeah. don't get to see that side of her very often. She's usually right. like kind of puffing people up. Like, no, True. you've got this. Like the encourager, yeah. the positive. Um, and so I loved seeing her kind of. Um, and she barely has any lines in that scene either. She's usually a talker too. But that was very right. coach to me too. Very often people walk into his office and he has two words strung together and he comes out on top of the discussion. And that was kind of like. <laughs> yeah her move here and I love that and and I think that they alluded to it at in the beginning when um they're talking about like are you guys collaborating on this jumbotron thing are you fighting about it and they're like teasing at like um how they may or may not be playing off each other and even Tammy is pushing poking him to be like are you on my side on this right like I need to we're kind of wondering how they're foiling each other yeah (laughs) and then we see her like yeah we see her like play play coach guard yeah I also, as somebody who gets in a lot of uh, house temperature arguments um, (laughs) and who loves it cold, I love that they included that moment where she was like, your office, what is it, 68? It has nothing to do with it. It doesn't advance the plot, but it says so much about marriage in general and their marriage. Oh, yeah. Although I think that that they're kind of alluding, she was thinking in her head, like, what's up with, they have like working AC units in here. Right. And new computers. And I have the Lorraine and Matt scene um queued up if we could play that that goes into matt going to his mom okay yes perfect there's one just tiny moment that happens before this i just i died laughing when oh no wait sorry it's after but it's not a clip but just when matt is going to get landry's car this landry opens his little window like he's a fucking wendy's drive-thru he's like yes i know (laughs) yep i thought that was hilarious well we will hear that here we go you've always loved football maddie I remember when you were two years old, you were trying to throw a football, and it was bigger than you were. And you were such a sweet baby, such a sweet, sweet baby. But here you are all grown up, taking care of everything. I don't know what I'd do without you. I don't know. Matthew, I love you. I know. I love you too, Grandma. Grandma. Right. Hey. <laughs> what? You are such a good boy. Well, it's because I was raised by you. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. instrumental that we got in, in place of this is the thing okay, oh okay, okay. Gung, gung, gung. <laughs> totally <laughs> can i get you something i know yeah. it's so it's, funny it's mad, right <laughs> why you need to my car okay but can i just borrow it and it'll be back in the morning you don't even have to know that it was gone please 
big reveal. I love that his mom's been living within driving distance this entire time. I know, right? Yeah, that, I mean, that, he clearly drives through the night, so it That's probably true. took, it could have taken like eight hours or something, but, and you know, yeah, Texas it is Texas. Texas. State. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But uh, yeah, I'm wondering how long it's been since she's seen him because she's like, he has to be like, I'm Matt, your son. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I assume clearly. it all gets answered going forward. I don't yeah. remember, but I, I, I felt kind of like, what? What is this? Why? It was a little confusing. Yeah. I love that actress, uh, Kim Dickens. Me too. She's so cute. And she's, she's in a lot. Of, in this yeah, she's great. Yeah. I, I like the, the what they do with her character. I won't Me too. Spoil um, okay. <laughs> Last Lorraine note. I love that during that scene, I'm pretty sure that Matt is microwaving milk for her. Yes. I wrote, is Lorraine a cat? <laughs> I know. And then she's like, is my milk ready? He's like, it's almost ready. And like, you hear the like, beep, beep, beep. I'm like, yeah. is it in the microwave? <laughs> so I gross. A little warm milk. I just picture her like... To calm her, <laughs> calm her sexual urges before. And we got a nice close up of, of the Livestrong bracelet. You oh, we yeah. love it. The classic. But yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes. And then I, I thought it was so sweet that it that whole thing drove him to literally to go to Chili's and pick up Julie because he's like Applebee's. He oh sorry Applebee's, because <laughs> um, she's the one he wants to talk to about this. You know, it's like yeah. he doesn't right. want to talk to Landry. He doesn't. He obviously can't talk about it with his and she you know, understands parents, immediately. So. Um, yeah. And yeah. I love that they use that mechanism to bring them back together. Mm-hmm. And this happened before too, but I, I've always loved the reconnect moment of him hitting the boxes and she opens yes. the door and she's like, whoa. Like That was a super cute moment. Really and then cute. she's like, do you yeah. mind just like just pushing the boxes back up against the wall yeah. when you're done? Yeah. It was yeah. very cute. I've always um, loved that. Yeah. And and I think a testament to uh, Amy's acting as we yeah. often rake her through the coals because yes. her character's written to be annoying. Yes. Now it seems like they're aging her up a little bit, which is much sure. welcomed yeah, okay yeah. the ones before before we need a sign off so you can go monica i would mm-hmm. love to play the squab scene or at least one of the oh Kevin sure Lila. well i definitely want to play smash too okay that one's yeah, that yeah, was yeah. short though um i have time codes for for any of those okay but i did draw i don't often draw lines from uh friday night lights to always sunny but the squab scene did crack me up because it had you know shades of milk steak you know, I was watching the Tim Robinson uh, show, the funniest show there is. Uh, I think you should leave the new episodes, and it, they talk. They is that I've heard really good things about me that. too. I watch it. It's 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 the funniest. It's the only funny show right now, in my opinion. But <laughs> they uh, he pours water. Clearly, he hadn't seen Always Sunny because they, he does something called silly steaks, where they're pouring water on steaks. And oh, I was kind of like, you're like, no, that's he trademarked. never would have done this if if he if he had seen that episode of the show. Clearly. Um, Currently, my Hinge profile says that my favorite meal is medium rare milk steak with a side of jelly beans. Okay. Okay. So you're a big fan. I am a big fan. Oh, I did want to ask you, this is non-Friday Night Lights related, but according to IMDb, you have a writing credit for the Kitten Mittens episode specifically. Is that your episode? The two I wrote are are, um, The Gas Crisis and Kitten Mittens. Two of (laughs) in not just my opinion. In, like, the world's opinion, two of the best episodes of Always Sunny. Amazing. Oh, geez. Thank you. <laughs> All I, um, yeah, I, I, I love the show. I think those guys are incredible. They're amazing. You know? Yeah. And that's another show where, like, the tight-knitness of the cast and the crew, like, d- committed to making something individualistic and their friendships, like, really coming through and building this, like, really devoted fan base. And Friday Night Lights is very similar. That's true. Yeah, and they both you know, we're kind of shooting things in a way that most 
TV wasn't done at the yeah. time. I mean, Friday Night Lights in particular, I'm like that this aired on NBC is just completely mind-blowing because it, it, it's almost the template of of prestige TV now, the way that it's shot and yeah. edited and everything. It's and, so true. Know. I know I've yeah. mentioned this before, but I had it on one time and my mom was like, oh, they're filming through the blinds like The Office. And I'm like, no, th- like that, this was so yeah. unusual in drama. Like that was yeah. unheard of, unseen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. All right, I have the squab scene. Squab. He's about to order. All looks so good. Also love Buddy's porterhouse order. Ron the, Swanson would be proud. Let's go with the squad tonight. Well, honey, are, are you sure? Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay, well, hey, cool. <laughs> Can I get that, uh, let's get that rare as well. Oh, he's gone. Mm. And the waiter. One rare squad. One rare squad. <laughs> I also loved when Tim was describing it to Tyra. He's like, yes. yeah, I ate a pigeon tonight. I ate and he's a like, I ate the tonight. whole thing because I didn't want them to know. Right? He goes, I ate a pigeon tonight, Tyra. <laughs> <laughs> I ate pigeon. Let me just take my pants off and tell you about the pigeon. <laughs> exactly. Tell you about the pigeon I just ate. Wow, very Charlie pigeon. Day. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's true. All right, I'm going to play the smash moment because I love it and it made me weep. And then we yes. can do final strays. Let's do it. Comes Taylor. Hey, Corinna. Love that we got Liz Michael. I'm sorry to come by so late. It's okay, come on in. Brian! Brian! Come here! What's up, coach? You and I have some work to do. Two weeks' time. You gotta walk on to Texas AM. Yes, sir. Joe Aggies. I'll make you proud. See you tomorrow morning. Yes, sir. Hey, kid. Love that. He wrote a note there the that his wing was really sexy. Thank you, coach. It's really cute. Thank you, coach. <laughs> so cute. I was like, I'm not going to cry this time. And I was like, <laughs> literally, Liz Michael. Has like one line uh, every time yes. she's on screen. I'm, I'm like, bawling. waterworks. <laughs> yes. You guys had her on too, right? We did. We did. She was amazing. She was uh, super she's great. and she cried. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm. I guess she must leave the show with Smash, which is unfortunate because she's yeah. awesome. She is incredible. One of the oh. best. Uh, one of the best performances characters. of the show. Yep. Yeah. She's great. Yeah, I love that scene. Um, my final note of the show, though, because we actually don't end on that. I forgot. Right. We go back to Matt and Julie for a second. All right. This is um, the car. Set the car. Yes, which was cute. Um, was I could cute. have taken the episode ender on the um, Smash yeah. Family moment, but I did have this as my final note of the episode. Are emancipated minors hot? Hot. <laughs> I put that too. Hot in 12? Hot in 12. I know. I love that it was like, he was like, like does that mean sexy. you can like, yeah, and then he's like, means like, take care of old people. <laughs> it's really sexy. But I loved it. It was another really good ending shot. I mean, obviously not yeah. as powerful as the first one with the with Smash, but just them that cute little look that they had between them and then it just ends on them just like leaning up against the car and it was just really sweet yeah, it was very, very cute sweet. Yeah. and and just like a reminder of how natural how much we love them together yes yeah yeah totally i also watched the one deleted scene oh what was it oh it was probably the least consequential scene in the history of television and i see why they cut i can't even believe they wrote it cuz it's so dumb but uh buddy the idiots no, Buddy goes to one of the McCoys and he's like talking to him. And, and basically the scene is like, we should get dinner. 
and then we <laughs> see them at dinner. So I totally see why they cut it, but I can't believe that they would take the time to shoot that scene because it is so yeah. pointless. I guess and they, you see they were trying to emphasize right. like Buddy groveling to McCoy, to the but yes. they, they accomplished yeah, yeah. it when he was talking to Tim and he's like, this totally, relationship, relationship is, important. is really important. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you get it. Uh, so. Interesting. Yeah. Some of the deleted scenes are are juicy, and you don't know why they cut them. But that Ooh. one, I was like, you made, we'll the, you made the right call. That was the right. That was the right yeah. call. Yeah, this was yeah. correct. That was stupid. Yes, <laughs> my only um stray that I have. Well, I have two. Um, which is like, as soon as they're done humping, I'll be out of your hair. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. he's like, she's like, I love you, Billy. Another. But, oh yeah, that was. I love how they're always great. like, like an eighth grade couple at Six Flags. They're just like, <laughs> I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> But I also noticed um, they totally ADR'd Tyra's laugh. I don't know if y'all noticed that. Oh, really? I didn't get it. Yeah, when he's talking about the pigeon, it was, she was like, her mouth was like closed. She was like smiling. It was like, (laughs) (laughs) so I was like, oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Little FNL fail. Yep. Uh Uh, That's funny. I don't think I have any. It's a man's laugh that they superimpose on. (laughs) 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 That's like one of my favorite lines in um, Secondhand Lions. Either of y'all know that movie well enough. Oh, I've yeah. seen that movie. But they're always flashing back it. to, they're like recreating his storytelling. So it's like uh, his voice over these like um, crazy stories. And the, this like beautiful woman is, is has just found her love, the guy. And she, she goes, I must meet this man. Like looking directly <laughs> at the camera, but it's like the man's old low voice. I must meet this meet man. This man. Yeah. Very uh, drunk history, actually. It oh, is. it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Derek stole it from the film Secondhand Lions. Maybe, maybe. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. Lots to really? steal from there. I don't remember it. I should rewatch it. Is it. So, I would it's definitely great. rewatch it as an adult. It's amazing. All right. um, and tiny Haley Joel Osment. Unbeatable. Oh, I know. Adorable. And Robert Duvall? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's great. Um, yeah. Probably you want to I think rate? that's all I got. Yeah. I loved this episode. This is one of those where I got like little FNL butterflies. Just like, yeah. oh, I fucking love the show. Um, and I hadn't gotten that in a while um, of those sort of like sentimental feelings around around it. We got a lot of like that Texas feel with Matt's uh, drive and all of those country shots. Like it was just a very nostalgic episode for me. And I always love when they are in the fall and like depicting the summer heat. Like it's just yeah. very um, relevant to my When they're childhood. in the fall depicting the summer heat. <laughs> yeah, that was a very Texas thing to say. That made sense yeah. to me. <laughs> summer goes through November. Goes through Texas. like October. Yep. Um, and yeah, I just loved that we kind of bounced around equally between these different plot lines. Everything was moving forwards. We're watching Matt and Julie start to like have some connections again. We got to see Landry and Tyra and sort of like where their weird friend relationship is. We got a little Billy and Mindy. Um, and I loved all of the Tammy time. And I thought that Coach played like just the right amount of screen time yes. in this episode to like, you can tell that he sort of influenced her. Like in, I loved that um, observation, Patrick, where like she kind of played the coach card there at the end. And he kind of is right all throughout the undercurrents of this episode. And um, I didn't need him to be like the main character, but him working with Smash and us getting a little touch into their family was yeah. perfect. And then like having dinner with, with Tim and the squab was just like classic, like just great. It sounds like you said like having dinner with the squad, but you said dinner with the squab. <laughs> the squab. <laughs> you know, squab. my boy squab. Squab goals. Squab goals. Yeah. Squab goals. <laughs> Hashtag squab goals. Um, but yeah, obviously. Episode, I, think. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Done. Obviously I loved watching that. And um, uh, Taylor Kitsch, again, shines in this episode. And I just love 
this whole, this like string of storylines where we're watching uh, Taylor Kitsch just like really sell this character. It's been super fun to yeah. watch and I'm liking the direction everything's moving in. I don't think I really had very anything negative about this. And we got a little bit of football. So yeah. I'm going to yeah, give they win. it. We have a Panther win this episode, by the yeah. way. Just and I love that it wasn't like, you don't know, like dominate the perfect the amount of football. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. So I really don't have a qualm, a squab with this episode. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a nine and a half out of oh. 10 rare squabs. I thought this was like oh. almost a perfect, just like quintessential Friday Night Lights episode. I'm going to de- denote half um, a point just because there wasn't any like big drama like to write around. It was just sort of like progression yeah. um, at a steady pace. But I really have a lot of respect for those episodes. I think they're hard to make super worth watching. Um, True. So I'm Yeah, a small it story leave is it always all on the, the hardest. Line like that. Yeah, yes. Patrick, you can go if you want. Well, yeah, I'm not. I'm uh, having just watched a ton of it. I feel like it. Um, you know, I wouldn't put it in the top one percent or something of it, but yeah. I, I'd give it a, a seven and a half nice. squabs. I believe <laughs> more squabs. I, go I enjoyed squabs. it very much, but like that. That as far as the jumbotron, like that, it's hard yeah. for me to really sink my teeth into that as a as a story, a juicy story. You yeah. Know? Yes, a juicy squab. It isn't super sexy. Yeah. Yes, I was actually leaning towards seven point five as well. A juicy squab. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think I coming off of the first episode that I was really pumped about, this was still really, really good. And I really loved it. But I was just kind of like, oh, this is a little bit of a lighter. Um, but I do agree. It's very quintessential FNL, very Texas, loved mm-hmm. all the plot points. Um, but yeah, and 7.5 is still a good rating for me. Um, it's Maybe just I should watch of, all sure. of these episodes in the morning with my coffee. I'm like very exuberant You're very, about it. Like, first that, thing I'm a morning, morning person, so maybe that's, you are. that affected my rating. <laughs> yes, but yeah. I, I probably would have given it more of an 8, but since you did 9.5, we'll bring it down. 7.5, um, 15 pound crows. <laughs> there you go there falling you go. out of the sky <laughs> falling out yeah. of the sky to signal like your impending death crow. right right yeah you should have cooked it up yeah oh. <laughs> feed your family feed is that cat. crow edible <laughs> I don't think it should be eaten yeah you probably I open mean, it up and it's just like flies or something they eat dead animals yeah. so yeah Ugh, well, gross pigeons are, no- are notorious for carrying disease they're called the rats of the sky right so. and they are I don't. I don't get it. They live up to the I name. I wouldn't eat one. I nope. wouldn't consider it a delicacy. I would yeah. not. I would definitely kick it out of bed for eating. I would, I would yeah, kick that fifteen sure. pound crow out of bed. Out of bed for well, sure. We differ there. I, I've had sex with <laughs> ma- many a crow. I just, I just wouldn't, wouldn't eat, eat it. Them. Okay. Yeah. We can. I've met many a sexy crow. Yeah. I'm sort <laughs> of the got that glistening uh, thing the going DJ on. Khaled of crows. You know what I mean? Well, loving this so much. Crow theme. Yeah. Alludes to to murder. Which is oh, true. Murder of Crows. Um, this was a blast. Um, yes. I feel like we got off topic, but in really good ways. I have an off topic problem. I, I, I'm we like love an, an off topic ADHD or something. No, yeah. it's, it's great. one of our main All right. flaws slash slash strength. People do listen okay. to this show, so must be working. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to plug anything that you're working on yeah. or where people can follow you, do that now. Sure. I'm at the Patrick Walsh on Twitter and Instagram. And I do a podcast with my friend Joe DeRosa, who is a hilarious stand-up comic called We'll See You in Hell. There are many seasons available on iTunes, but now we are Patreon only because we decided to actually make some money on it. I respect mm, that. The audacity. So, no uh, dough, no show. Patsy yeah. Klein. <laughs> <laughs> Quote Patsy We'll See You in Hell is, is in theory a show about a different um, 
movie each week, but we wind up discussing it for like 10 minutes at the end and the rest is just, you know, that a is lot of ideal love content it. for Monica and I. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we love that. checking that out. Sweet. And you can follow awesome. us at t- TX Forever at, at TX Forever Pod, and we'll defer to you to the musical direction of the band. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> you can buy stickers and you can support the show at txforeverpod.com. Yeah, and, and go check out some of the special episodes we just did. Yeah. We just did um, the OC part one. Mm-hmm. Um, part two will be following. Um, and we also had Bria Grant and Liz Michael on for um, our TX, TX talks. talks when we have on cast members. And we've got um, a lot more coming down the pipeline. So stay yeah. tuned. Follow us. Don't forget all your R's. What did we decide last episode? Rate, review, recycle, recycle reduce, rage. Rihanna, rage. Rihanna, yeah. Got that? Cool. Got it? I think so, yes. (laughs) Great. Well, thanks thanks so much, Patrick. Thanks for all your time. Thank you very much. Of course. We'll sign off with a little clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't Can't lose, baby. Bye. Bye, y'all. All my friends were vampires. Didn't know they were vampires. Turns out I was a vampire. Town